What of this thing we fight, Odium, the origin of the Voidbringers and their spren? Can he break oaths? No, the Stormfather said. He is far greater than I, but the power of ancient Aldenazium permeates him and controls him. Odium is a force like pressure, gravitation, or the movement of time. These things cannot break their own rules, nor can he. Dalinar tapped the honor blade, a fragment of honor's own soul, crystallized into metallic form. In a way, the death of their god gave him hope. For if honor had fallen, surely Odium could as well. Heroes of presents The Storm Pod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book 3, Oathbringer. This is just a quick spoiler warning for chapters 16 and 17 of Oathbringer. If you haven't picked the right episode or if you are behind on reading and you want to make sure that you're caught up, don't move forward. Go back, do the things that you need to do, and come back and see us. We'll always be here. Also, enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q, and he just remembered his wife's name. It's Linda. That's that's his <laughs> wife's name. And he's Jack. What's up, man? <laughs> that's right. How you doing, man? I'm good, dude. I'm good. This is a huge deal. Yeah, it is. I'm surprised we didn't live read this. He's like, uh, I th- was... This, this moment is um, Finn from Star Wars. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, okay, big deal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you're right. Maybe we should have done a live read for this. I don't know. Are you kidding me? Are you even kidding me right now? Yes. I wish you had. You know, it was huge. I, I'm really. Well, okay. How about this? It could have been a, like a small live read where we just read just that the one very end component. Or Be- yeah, because it just sort of dropped and it was like, oh my God. Like, yeah. I was not anticipating this at all. And the thing I love the most is how Sanderson of the Mr. Type right. has made a name so important in this series. Right. Yet again, getting back to what you Yet said. Yet again. Yeah. Like, oh my God, it's just incredible. Getting the name right. is incredible. It's, yeah, it's such a it's delicious treat. It it's incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's um it's funny you didn't expect it and neither did Dalinar. No. It's one of those like spit take me- moments memories? where he's like, "Wait, memories are what flooding. did you just say? What did you just say?" Yeah. yeah. And Navani took it for granted cuz she, yeah, she, she that he, that he couldn't hear that he couldn't hear the name. Yeah. So she's been saying her name. Right. Uh, you know, here and there, you know. And took took for granted, well, you know, Dalinar, you're not going to remember this. Mhm. It's pretty and, crazy, right? Like, and he's getting memories back. Yeah. Why? Um, I don't know. Um, maybe because it's his book, and I'm it was time out, for dude. him to get <laughs> memories back. 
It's his book. Yeah. That's right. It's his book. Okay, I'll take that. Um, Wrapped three times. I wish I could remember this old song that was like, knock three times. <laughs> yeah, there's a, <laughs> do you, do it's you, like an old Chandel song or something like that. Like it's one of those no, like old I thought it was 50s. a Barry Manilow number or something. I don't know. Knock three times. Okay, so wrapped three times is the title here, um, which is actually really cool. I love it when the title is buried in the chapter like a neat little morsel. Yeah. It's like something you got to find. Yeah, and exactly. Uh, Especially when, you know what I like about it? Mm. Dalinar tells a story like he thinks he's fucking wit over here telling stories and having a point. Yeah. Isn't it cool? Yeah. Yeah, he we- he weaves a, he weaves a tale. Yeah, yeah for sure. Well, and it, I, again, just to start off with the highlight, for in this comes the lesson of wrapped mm-hmm. three times. Yeah. I did, I just I I love the short excerpt. Um <laughs> it's not even an excerpta, it's just an e. It's an ex. <laughs> it's just an e. It's an e. Excerpt. It made me think of the lesson. Right. The one with uh, the yeah, story of uh, no, mm-hmm. like, yeah, the, the 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 three men in the the alleyway in the first book. When I read that I was like, "Oh, the lesson. That's right. That's what the chapter was called." For in this comes the lesson. Right. Mm. This chapter starts off a le- a legend rested on the stone slab before Dalinar. A weapon pulled from the ancient mists of time and said to have been forged during the shadow days by the hand of God himself. The blade of the assassin in white claimed by Kaladin Stormblessed during their clash above the storm. I love how this first chapter reads like like the stuff of legend in like a an epic tale. Yeah. It's it's like it's like their their experiences now are already written or will be written about in such a way. Yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Upon cursory inspection, it was indistinguishable from an ordinary shard blade. Elegant, relatively small, it was barely five feet long. Five feet long, we have to have a talk. Five feet long is relatively small? Yeah. Whoa. That must mean that some of these (laughs) other shard blades are, they're like you know, Minute Bowl or like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> like they're, they're like 6'10 or 7 feet. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're normally the gate that like, you know, prevents you from driving through a given area. No, no, no. That's a shard blade. <laughs> it's got like red and white diagonal stripes yeah, on it. <laughs> yeah. Nice shard blade. What's that? What's that design? N- it's called candy cane design. Nice shard blade. Now you are not going anywhere with that cart. <laughs> Excuse me. You did not pay your ticket. Yeah. Uh, road closed. <laughs> <laughs> you shall not pass with my shard blade. <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, it's the stormlight version of uh, Gandalf. That's right. Yeah. Um. So f- so relatively small, five feet long, curved. Okay, thin but curved like a tusk. I like the slight curving. Yeah. Of the honor blade, I. Uh, have always liked the slight curve in a saber mm-hmm. sword. Um, <clears throat> it had patterns only at the base of the hilt, near, uh, sorry, at, of the blade near the hilt. He'd lit it with four diamond bromes. The stormlight lit only him and that alien blade. 
the use of the word alien. I think that's been done before in this series. For sure. <clears throat> it did have one oddity. There was no gemstone. Right. Gemstones were what allowed men to bond with the shard blades, often affixed at the pommel, though occasionally at the spot where hilt met blade, the gem would flash when you first touched it, initiating the process. Keep the blade with you for a week, and the blade became yours. This is, reminds me of attunement. Right, that this is exactly what it, this is. In D&D, mm -hmm. becoming familiar, yep. casting identify. Yep, exactly. <clears throat> Dissemble and returnable in time with your heartbeat. Right. What's the connection there in, intrinsically, do you think, with your, with your heartbeat? Ten heartbeats. I'm, I'm not really sure if there is one. I think it's just maybe cheeky that it's ten heartbeats because it's the number mm -hmm. ten all the time. The ten heralds. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's really cool. I like it as a mechanic for tense moments in battle where you've had to dismiss your blade and now you know it's taking ten heartbeats for you to get it back. So there's like, um, I can't get it right away. I have to like... I have to, yeah. Yeah, I have it, to kind of make up neat, some time here. But it, it's almost like a little mechanic, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. And yeah, I, I like it for that's that. Neat. I like that's it neat. for that itself. It might not have any like <clears throat> historical reason or legendary reason. It might just be like mm -hmm. a, a story reason for Sanderson to be able to use it in like a, a mechanic. I, one of the things I love though is that it's a heartbeat. And Adolin, I think, has talked about it. When you're on the battlefield and your heart is racing, those 10 heartbeats mm -hmm. come quick. So. Right, ba boom, ba boom. Yeah. The other thing I love about it is that it's it's the it's the drum, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the rhythm, right? Yeah, <clears throat> it's the rhythm. The blade. <clears throat> so the, this blade, the honor blade, didn't have one. Didn't have a gem, a gemstone. No. Dalinar hesitantly reached out and rested his fingers on its silvery length. It was warm to the touch, like something alive. Yeah. Man, I love that. Mm -hmm. That's a little highlight for me. I love that. Yeah. It doesn't scream when I touch it, he says. Stormfather responds, the knights broke their oaths and they abandoned everything they'd sworn and in so doing killed their spren. Other blades are the corpses of those spren, which is why they scream at your touch. This weapon instead was made directly from honor's soul then given to the heralds. It is also the mark of an oath, but a different type, and does not have the mind to scream on its own. Right. Doesn't have the mind to scream on its own, and in the next chapter that we're covering, the Parshmen were declaring their minds were stolen. Mm-hmm, yeah. There's a little bit of a, um, like some similarity here. But the thing I love about this is that mm. Sill and um, Ivory and Windle and Pattern are living creatures that can yeah. become a blade <clears throat> with their bond to the, the mortal, right? Mm -hmm. These blades are not living creatures. They are solely fragments of a god. Right. So they're like truly a magic weapon. Like yeah. they're, yeah. they're not sentient. They're not intelligent. One, it's just a wondrous item. Perhaps. Right. Yeah. And that's what yeah. also makes them like they're, we're going to talk about it a little bit in this chapter here, but it's what mm -hmm. makes them so dangerous. These weapons, right? The honor blades. Yes. Because Syl 
in order for Syl to become a blade for Kaladin, Kaladin has mm. to achieve a certain amount of honor, right, right. in order to be able to wield her. Zeth right. did not. Zeth was able to do anything with that blade. Right. So any right. evil fucker, any dishonorable person can become a windrunner. Can pick it up. Right. Yeah. Because that this blade we know is um, the, the Zeth blade. This is the Yezrian blade. So that's the herald Yezrian. And this blade grants the powers of a windrunner. Both surges, adhesion and um, right. the, uh, the gravitational one. Uh, gravitation so it grants you powers of the knight's radiant it, this specific one grants you windrunner powers because right. yezrian the king of the heralds <clears throat> was the um the patron of windrunner knight's order radiance right right wow. so yeah so any any really... joe schmo can just grab mm. it and become a windrunner when there are certain like protocols in place to be able to prevent shitty people from having windrunner powers right yeah yeah i hear what you're saying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and shard plate dalinar asks stormfather is it similar stormfather's response is they're related but different you haven't spoken the oaths required to know more dalinar mm-hmm. that's huge yeah it means there's That's another... Giving me goose. I'm there's... hoping... Will we get that oath? Will we get that... We don't know. There's another level to this, right? <clears> like, they <throat> haven't fully leveled up yet. We don't oh, even dude, know how crazy. high the ideals go, right? We don't know yet. Maybe we'll find out in this book. That's my highlight right now. You, you saying that they... they there's, like, level ups because in terms of... Kaladin and Shalon... Where they're at and where they're going. Yeah, are uh, the third ideal, or the third mm-hmm. oath that they've said. Yeah. And uh, because for Shalon, it's truths. So um, they have the ability to use their spreads as weapons, which is of mm-hmm. the third ideal. But that obviously means that there's more to do here. There's more to attain as a Knight Radiant, which is really cool. You cannot break oaths, Dalinar says, right? And Stormfather's response is, I cannot. Right. But you can. Right. Right. Which the Knight's Radiance did, which he just told us about. What of the thing we fight, Odium? The origin of the Voidbringers and their spren, can he break oaths? No, Stormfather said. He is far greater than I. But the power of ancient Adonalsium permeates him and controls him. Odium is a force like pressure or gravitation or the movement of time. These things cannot break their own rules, and nor can he. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Turns Odium more into a nebulous force and also impervious outside of time. Right. Right. It's, um, it's great because the, the, there's rules, and he has to follow mm-hmm. them too. Dalinar tapped the honor blade, a fragment of honor's own soul, crystallized into metallic form. In a way, the death of their god gave him hope. For if honor had fallen, surely Odium could as well. Right. 
it, it's That's actually awesome. it is great right it means that yeah. if they were the same if they yeah. were on the same level and someone was able to figure out how to kill honor well then maybe we can do the same thing to odium envisions honor had left dalinar with a task vex odium convince him that he can lose and appoint a champion he will take that chance instead of risking defeat again as he has suffered so often this is the best advice I can give you. Right. I've seen that the enemy is preparing a champion, Dalinar says. A dark creature with red eyes and nine shadows. Will Honor's suggestion work? Can I make Odium agree to a decisive contest between me and that champion? Stormfather's response is, of course, Honor's suggestion would work. He spoke it. Right. So he only speaks what can be. Or I guess what could what could be truthful, what mm-hmm. is possible. Yeah, and he's giving him he wouldn't give him advice that he didn't think would work, right? Especially with his like last words, because those visions are just rec- his recorded last words before he died. Delaner says, I mean, why would it work? Why would this odium ever agree to a contest of a champion? It seems so momentous a matter to risk on something so small and inferior as the prowess and will of men. Good point. That's a very, very good point. Yeah. Um, Stormfather's response to this is, your enemy is not a man like you. Voice rumbling. Thoughtful, though even frightened. Hmm. Stormfather frightened at the prospect that Dalinar would not proceed with the contest of champions. Maybe he's frightened of the enemy. He does not age. He feels. He is angry. But this does not change. And his rage does not cool. Epochs can pass. And he will remain the same. Right. Hmm. Sounds like you're fighting a losing battle here. But to fight directly might coax out forces that could hurt him. As he has been hurt before. Odium has been hurt before. Right. In past fights and past desolations. Those scars do not heal. To pick a champion, then lose, will only cost him time. And he has that in plentitude. He still will not uh, agree easily, but it is possible he will agree. If presented with the option in the right moment, the right way, then he will be bound. So it sounds like the, the options are fight him to the <clears> death <throat> or convince him to have a fight between Where champions. mortals can settle this? Yeah, between champions. And, if, the, and if, if Odium loses, it sounds like he goes away for a while. But will come back because he says to pick a champion mm. then lose will only cost him time. Which he has implanted to Right, which means he'll have to like recoil, go back away for a while, and and then he'll be able to come back. Like if that's part of the deal between champions. You would have to deny him time. Right. You pick a champion, (laughs) we'll pick a champion, we fight. If you lose, you get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Right? But he'll be back. And he'll agree to those terms... If you make him, what did he say? That what did the um, Stormfather say, or not the Stormfather? Honor say to him, he will take that chance instead of risking defeat again, as he has suffered so often. So he'll, 
like he's been defeated many times, I guess, and mm-hmm. he'll pick a chance to win through champions than suffer the potentiality of being defeated as honor was defeated, I think, like for good. Do you know what I mean? Right, I see. And Dalinar's response to this is, and we win. And there's the ellipsis. Yeah, because you win what? Right. You win, you win a bit of time? Right. You win another age where another desolation's going to happen again? I mean, I guess, I guess that's better than... Than destruction. Right. So I guess, I guess buying time is maybe about as good as you get. Right. <clears throat> time, the Stormfather said is what you win, which through, sorry, which though dross to him is the most valuable thing a man can have. Right. I I guess I would agree. At At the side of the room, a shaft, well, actually, maybe not. I don't know if I would agree with that. Is the most important thing, valuable thing a man can have is time. Mm hmm Depends how that time is spent in the experience. Very true. Very true. At the time of the room, sorry, at the side of the room is a shaft, about two feet wide. It was one of many holes and corridors, strange holes and corridors in these, um, in the tower. Probably part of a sewage system. One of Navani's primary concerns was figuring out how all of this worked. Now, I think I bring this up because he was using this, right, to place this, the, um, the sword in? He was Yeah, he, he ends up blade. putting the sword, the, uh, the honor blade, in like a pipe, which mm-hmm. Navani thinks might have been for actual, like, running water and stuff. Yeah, running water, mm-hmm. right. Navani found the system uh, inelegant. Communal privies with sometimes long lines made for an inefficient city, and mm-hmm. she claimed that these tubes indicated a widespread piping and sanitation system. He'd never known anyone to get as excited by sewage as Navani Colon. Right. He's like, uh, the, the <laughs> scale of a civic project engaged her. Yeah. Does this mean she's Mayor Navani? Like, is she the mayor of... Well, she's an urban planner for certain. <laughs> she's definitely an engineer. She's yeah. definitely the... Um, I, you know what it made me think of is it made me think that since she's married to Dalinar, mm. does that make her... High Queen of Urethiru? I guess it does. I, I think she would like that. I mean, I think anyone would like that. Even people very trustworthy and not at all sneaky would love to be High Queen. I mean, I would fucking like to be High Queen of Urethiru. I like on. your optimism. I like I, your optimism <laughs> today. Your Thank optimism you is inspiring. Uh, that's great. I'm glad, I'm glad you like it so much. <laughs> I don't share it. Not until this series is done. Dalinar knelt and lowered the sword into the hole. He was shielded, the hilt from sight. He hated leaving it here, but he couldn't think of another place that was safer. Right. His rooms didn't feel secure enough yet. He had no vault. Beyond Kaladin, Navani, and the Stormfather himself, nobody even knew that Dalinar had this sword. This is good. There was virtually no chance of the blade being discovered in this vacant portion of the tower. That's a very short list of people that know about About the possession of this honor blade. Well, we've already, we just talked about how dangerous it is. How dangerous a weapon is. 
that's a very, very good thing to think about. Yeah. Keep it secret. Keep it safe, bro. Well, and the, the big thing is, um, how many other honor blades are there? Well, how many heralds are there? 10. Right. Right. So there should be one honor blade for each herald. For each herald. Yeah. Right. But again, wrong hands. Wrong hands. That would be a great title. For an album. <laughs> for a chapter, I was thinking. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. Um, Wrong vacation portion. What will you do with it? The Stormfather asked. It is a weapon beyond parallel. The gift of a god. With it, you would be a windrunner. Unothed. And more. More that men do not understand and cannot. Like a herald, nearly. So he, so Stormfather here is implying that not only does this sword give you the power to be a windrunner, but there's more that you cannot, cannot understand, which is awesome. That's awesome. It's awesome. But it's also, it just, it's incredibly dangerous. Mm -hmm. It's like having 10 rings of power. Right. Right. It's almost like making a show called rings of power. It's very dangerous. (laughs) The internet does not enjoy new things very dangerous (laughs) it's it's the whole it's the number 10 right 10 rings of power right 10 uh 10 honor blades one blade to bind them (laughs) (laughs) one blade to bind them um i i um yeah i i feel like i feel like it's it's like um uh, trying to plug the hole in the dam you know, you've got mm. these honor blades out there. It's just, it's really dangerous. I really feel, I guess my question would be, why did the, why do the heralds not take greater responsibility with these honor blades? Right. Well, the, the heralds, if you will remember <clears throat> in the very first chapter we read in the series, right. Put all their with blades the, down the and Ezreal? abandoned, abandoned their oaths. The heralds abandoned their oaths as well. And they're like, right. screw this. We're not, right. none of, we're not going back to damnation. Talonel, fight, yeah. you know, uh, oh, Talonel, Sinew, that's it. yeah, right. Yeah. Herald of war was already, already died and went back to damnation. <clears throat> there is no reason to put all of us in a place where we're going to get tortured for an eon if we right. don't have to. So the f- blade they have right now that Dalinar has is Yezrian's, which was in that circle of blades that got left right. behind. Mm-hmm. You have to assume that Talonel took his with him when he went to damnation. Right. We don't know whether or not when Talonel first appeared in front of Wit. Right. If he, he was carrying a shard blade, but we don't really, we've never really gone back and looked hard to find out whether or not that was one of the honor blades. We have to assume maybe it was that he came mm-hmm. back with his own blade. Mm-hmm. So that means there's eight others that are sort of unaccounted for. Also, what happened to that blade? What happened to yeah, Talonel's exactly. blade when he yeah. got brought in as a madman and put in a cell? What happened to that right. blade? That was one of the blades that, or that was the blade that Amaram was trying to get, remember? Yes. I was just going to say that, um, that Amaram probably has it, but 
He doesn't I don't, remember. I don't, Dalinar, I don't think so. Dalinar's right. the one who bonded it to keep it secret. Right. But he bonded it. He went and sat in a room for seven days for a week and bonded, attuned to this sword so that he could make it disappear so he could get rid of the evidence that Imaram was looking for. And we know honor blinds don't do that. So it can't be an honor blade. Then. It wasn't an honor blade then. So at some point, either Talonel came back when Wit saw him and had a regular mm. shard blade or <clears throat> Talonel came back with an honor blade and something happened to that honor blade by t between the time he got picked up and brought back to the Shattered Plains. We're not really sure at this point. You and I, during this reading, yeah, I don't fans know. who have read everything, have literally read all of the, the interviews that Brian has said, uh, uh, that Brandon has said, ha, mm -hmm. like they know more than we do, but for us, the people who are just reading these books, mm -hmm. we're not sure what happened to Talonel's supposed honor blade. So it's another one that's kind of like not um, spoken for. We don't know. We have Yezrians here, and there's mm. another nine blades out in the world somewhere. I wonder mm. if Nail was using his own honor blade when he was fighting uh, Lift. More than likely, he was using his powers as um, as a herald, so he had his blade right. at the very least. Jeez, it's, it's complicated to it keep is track of all this, to yeah, be honest. It's very complicated. Um, okay, wow. All right. Um, okay, let's get back into this yeah. a little bit. Um, Dalinar lowered the sword into the hole. He he's having trouble keeping it here, but it's it's pretty tight, regardless. Uh, so again, Kaladin, Navani, and the Stormfather are the only ones that know that it's there. Mm -hmm. What will you do with it? It's a weapon beyond parallel, giving you powers like a herald. Nearly all the more reason, Dalinar says, to think very carefully before using it. Right. Though I wouldn't mind if you kept an eye on it for me. Big difference here between Dalinar and Sill, I might say. What do you mean? Well, we'll get to it. I'm reading into it a little bit, but still. Dalinar uh, wants to think very carefully before using this honor blade. Right. So he's... he's, he's oh, and you're talking about how eager um, Sill yeah. was to become a blade. Do I become a blade now? Do you need me now? Right. You want me now? How about now? Right. How about I become a blade to deal with these parchment? Right. Yeah. A little too eager for my liking with Syl on that. Okay. Okay. I, I see what you're saying. Um, but we'll get to that. Though I wouldn't mind if you kept an eye on it for me. The Stormfather says, you think I can see all things. I kind of assumed the map we made, I see what is left out in the storms. And that darkly. I am no god, Dalinar Colon. No more than your shadow on the wall is you. Right. It's a very interesting statement. Yeah, it's really cool. I love the shadow uh, metaphor. Me too. If Captain Kaladin didn't... Uh, you know what? I, I, let's, let's, let's ruminate. You're right. The shadow on the wall is not you. Dark things, Blackthorn, mm -hmm. thi like things that you have done not in you. your past... It's the shadow, right? It's not the totality of the of the individual. And thank God, 
Thank God people are allowed to, or they, they can move on from the things they've done in their past. Because I mean, like we've yeah, all been, we've all been 21 years old before and done some stupid shit, right? Like, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a huge, it's a huge thing for humanity to wrestle with. Yeah. Is, uh, is that how we deal with our shadows? If Captain Kaladin didn't return soon, though, the Honor Blade would provide another means of wind running, a way to get to Thalen City or Azir at speed, or to get Elokar's team to Kolinar. Mm-hmm. The Stormfather had also confirmed that it could work Oathgates. I mean, these are all good points, right. but these are all a list of things that the Honor Blade can do, which increases potentially the need to, to use it, to bring it out. Right, and also is all these things it can do is also a bad reason to bring it out. Why? Because if, if your enemy gets a hold of it, then they can right. do all these things too. Right. They can just open they, up gateways into Irithiru and they can, like, they can use right, it for but, all these different things too, right? True. But if you put it in the hands of somebody very powerful. Or someone that's, you trust that's, or whatever. Well, you know, if it's in Dalinar's hands or, or Kaladin's hands or even Shallan's hands, good luck trying to get it away from them. Like you, you have to right. best those individuals. It's about as safe a place as you can put it. So I, it's and so yes, I, I kind of, I kind of disagree with Dalinar's thoughts. You're putting it in this, in this cubby, <laughs> in this, uh, you know, a random component of the sewage system, yeah. um, in the tower. I think it's safer in Dalinar's hands. Like you have to trust yourself to some degree. That's like, true. like he just I, know I what don't to do with it yet. He has to, he is himself, he is still learning how to use his Bondsmith stuff. He would have to learn and train with someone like Kaladin to learn how to become a Windrunner, how to use these powers when he took up that blade. Right. So it's tricky. It's tricky. A chef's assistants were hauling out supplies. This is Dalinar heading back uh, through the tower. Yeah. A couple of men painting lines on the floor to guide families. I kind of like that, like, co- like color coding the area because it's so confusing. Yeah, it's like to a get, hospital. To get around. Like, follow the hearts to go to the Heart Institute. <laughs> yeah. Follow right. the burger and fries to get to the calf. Bur- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, families of soldiers scuttling about and children um, were rolling wooden spheres down a, a slope into a room that had probably been another bath. Mm-hmm. Life. Such an odd place to make a home. Yet they transformed the barren, shattered plains into one. This tower would be, wouldn't be so different. So I like, I like that that life is returning here. You yeah, can, it's like there's some normalcy starting to, starting to take place here. Yeah, which is which is cool. It's it's but actually he, kind of indicative of this whole series where, sure, you have these highly destructive storms, but life finds a way. Ah, to quote, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, to quote, yeah, to Mister <laughs> Mister Jeff Mister Goldblum, Mister Jeff. Maybe he should be uh, <laughs> the the uh, maybe he should be honor here. <laughs> maybe um, I wouldn't. I, I'd be okay with him being the storm father. The storm. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I don't picture him as being the Stormfather. But no, he's, me either, me either. You I'm know what? I don't picture him, him as being. I don't picture him being Honor either. He could be. He's, uh, I mean, he's, he's too else. tall to be Sabariel, but I mean, he might. You know. Yeah, he might make a, a good. Sub- just drinking wine all the time, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, right. Oh, you know, I gotta just. I got, I've got such a love for that. For that. Uh, for that boy. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, Dalinar is feeling like he's the odd man out. Hmm. 
He was the odd man out, holding a sphere. Guards patrolled with lanterns. Cooks worked by lamp oil. So this is different because there's not as much uh, stormlight available, right? Mm. The women watching children in darning socks, using the light of a few windows along the wall to accomplish this. Dalinar passed near his rooms. Today's guards were spearmen from Bridge 13, waiting outside. Yeah. He waved for them to follow him. Is all well, Bright Lord? Corin accent from this, from this guard, from near the... From near the Sunmaker Mountains in central Alethkar. Fine, everything's fine, Dalinar says, trying to determine the time. How long had he spent speaking with the Stormfather? Yeah. So, just a little point of concern there. Just Dalinar... Losing track of time a little bit? Yep. Anything that you're not aware of is not necessarily a good thing. Oh, it's good, good, the guard says. But wouldn't you want... uh, Sorry, wouldn't want anything to have happened to you? While you were out, alone in the corridors, when you said nobody should be going about alone. So he's kind of like... Calling him out. Dig, calling him out a little yeah. bit, yeah. So it's interesting from this Well, he's like, um, you're, everyone's using oil lanterns and you're using a sphere. Also, you're not, no one's supposed to be out alone and you're the like number one guy who should not be going out anywhere alone. Right. Like, High Prince Sadius just got assassinated. Like, you cannot be wandering these halls by yourself. Dalinar eyed the man. Um, <laughs> this is funny. Um, he liked to roll a sphere across his knuckles in what Dalinar found to be a distracting way. What do you make of that? Um, you know what? I, I feel like my first impression of this is that they, they're making this guy seem like, hey, he's yeah, he's part of Bridge 14 or Bridge 16 or whatever it is. Right. Bridge but 13, before yeah. in his life, he was probably like a gangster. Gangster, gambler, something yeah, like that. That's, yeah. that's what I took from it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like, I, I you know, it the bridges, everyone from every walk of life is part of these bridge crews. Mm-hmm. And just because you become, you know, a soldier and a bridge runner and, a, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, like a, now a bodyguard... There is a life before that, and I think this is a right. little hint of this guy had this life before <laughs> this, right? Yeah, see? Or maybe magician. You shouldn't be walking Roll. these uh, hallways alone, see? <laughs> Your name, Dalinar asks him. Rial, the man says. Bridge 13. And he gives a precise salute. As good as any of Dalinar's finest officers. Well, Sergeant Rial, I was not alone. Where did you get this habit of questioning officers? It isn't a habit if you only do it once, Bright Lord. And if you've only ever done it once? To you? To anyone. Well, Rial says, those don't count. Bright Lord, I'm a new man, reborn in the bridge cruise. Lovely. Yeah. This little lovely is, is funny because it can, be, <laughs> it can be interpreted so many ways. Yeah. But it's almost like, I, I kind of feel like Dalinar here is expressing like a little, like he's a little tired of oh the God. whole, oh yeah, the bridgemen have been reformed and right, yeah, right. okay. They've yeah, all I keep been hearing get- about this all the time. Yeah. Great. And there's, there's never, and they're eat the stew and they're okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. If I have to hear them <laughs> one more time, talk about how wonderful it was to train in the yeah. chasms. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, how wonderful it was that, <laughs> that, that Kaladin convinced them that a heavy load on their back was a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, it's like um, <laughs> it's like someone's talking about their their cult that's not a cult. Like it's really fun. It's actually just a fun group of people who get oh, together br- and they talk dude. about things and. Dude, what? stop right there, yo! I just gotta that you just gave me goosebumps in thinking that, you know. There's, uh, there's, there hasn't been a big push against religion necessarily in this series, right. but there's been undertones. Yeah, and there's, the, and we also get little aspects of other faiths, like the passions from the Thalens and all this. Stuff. Right, yeah. right. So I, I wouldn't say we've had any like anti-religious sentiments necessarily. Yasna being concerned, yep. And uh, but, um, I just had a thought here that if 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 belief systems and 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 uh, and and tenants become you know pernicious or dangerous in the series for whatever reason um you know something like what's happening to the bridgeman under kaladin mm-hmm. when you said cult like i was like whoa that's that's where it could head for sure like it these men it have could, been reborn in the bridge cruise they've been reborn it's a bit like fight club getting away from tyler durden right like it's like kaladin uh, and Kaladin, Kaladin could come is a back. little bit like Tyler Durden and uh, Edward Norton's character. Yeah, a little yeah. bit because he's got the yeah. wretch. He's got the the you know what I mean. Yeah, it's it's not a bad not a bad thing. The only rule about bridge crews is you eat stew at the end of the night. That's the <laughs> number one rule. And the second rules you eat stew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Um. I hadn't really thought about uh, the whole bridge four thing being a problem, right? Before until you just mentioned it, until you just mentioned that. That's an interesting thought. That mm-hmm. that they're being reborn and having this renewed sense of self could become a problem, right? I I don't I don't think that's where the story is going really. No, but, but it's, it's something inter- to it's keep an your eye on thought. just in case, right? Yeah. Yeah, like I need more things to worry right, just about. Keep, in this put series. it in your notebook. Just keep worrying, Jack. Just keep worrying. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, where are we? Wasn't questioning you, sir. Oh, hang on. Lovely. Those don't count, Bright Lord. I'm a new man. Yeah, lovely. Well, Rial, do you know what time it is? I have trouble telling in these storming corridors. You could use the clock device Brightness Devani sent you, sir. I think that's what they're for, you know? Jeez, this guy won't let up. Yeah, I love it. I actually kind of love it. Um, oh, you're high, you're high king? I, okay, well, you know what? Maybe you should use a watch, bro. Like your wife made you, yeah. literally invented a watch, and you don't even use it. I know, but it's it's just, it's like <laughs> Delinar is just asking for the time, and the guy's giving him like a lessons on, oh, well, uh, it, your, your problem would be better solved if right. you, you undertook this responsibility speaks, for yourself it and speaks own to it. this real's like you know who he was before he was a bridge I know. he must have been Dude. like a know-it-all like you know what i mean i don't know it's great i love it it's, <laughs> it's funny i don't i don't know if i love it yet i don't know i mean i get it it's it's kind of funny but you know yes of course like it's not like okay here's 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 where i'm coming from it's not that dalinar doesn't know to use a watch right He's just not using it. He's just not using it and wanting <laughs> someone else to tell him the time. Right. That's it. And this guy is like mothering him. You should not be walking in these halls alone. Also, put yeah. your watch on, damn it. Your wife yeah, will be able to wa- watch. <laughs> <laughs> Pull your pants up. Tuck your yeah, shirt in. Exactly. Stand, stand up straight, Blackthorn. 
Uh, jeez, I don't know. Real. Um, you could use a clock device. Dalinar affixed with him another glare. I wasn't questioning you, sir. It wasn't a question, see? Dalinar stalked back down the corridor to his rooms. Where was that package Navani had given him? He found it. On an end table. A leather bracer, like what an archer would wear. It had two clock faces set into the top. One showed the time with three hands, even seconds, as if that mattered. Yeah, well, it kind of does matter seconds. Right. Ten heartbeats. Yeah, it does now. The other was a storm clock, which could be set to wind, sorry, to wind down to the next projected high storm. That's cool. Just want to make a little comment here about the two, the two clocks. Yeah. On the device. Kind of reminds me of the two pupils of the, of the oh, double... Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. The uh, the Night's Radiant uh, um, image. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see that. How did they get it so small, he wondered, regarding the clockworks, shaking the device. I'm sure shaking is not probably <laughs> yeah. the right thing to do. <laughs> yeah. How does this bloody thing work? Yeah, <laughs> let's shake it. Set into the leather, it also had a pain reel. This is, this is cool. Yeah. But also, in, I've got my... Got my guard up on this one. Let me feel it. Okay. It also had a pain reel, a gemstone fabrile that would take pain from him. If he pressed his hand on it, Navani had been working on various forms of pain-related fabrils. For use by surgeons. Right. That's a really important part that you left out there. Okay, fine. (laughs) It's not just creating it for... No, I know. For, no for use by surgeons to take pain away. I'm yeah. just one. Okay. I'm always thinking about things like things flowing both ways. Right. If you can take pain away, can you cause it? Right. So can a pain reel cause pain just as easily as you could take away pain? It's like cure wounds and inflict wounds. Like the one spell can be used both ways kind of thing. R- right. Okay. So if you get used to wearing a device like this. Yeah. And it takes pain away, you get used to it, could it all of a sudden be used against you right. to cause pain? I think the more um, scary thought is never feeling pain again and how oh. pain is oh, okay. informative for us, right? Like we, we, need to, we need to feel pain in order to know, you know, like if you don't feel pain, then you're just going to like, you can go in the battle never feeling pain and then you're just going to mm-hmm. pass out. You won't know where your limit is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I struggle with that one with regards to the, uh, I don't know, um, intrinsic necessity for pain and suffering. I struggle with that one. Um, He straps on the device on his forearm right above his wrist. He had about an hour until his next scheduled meeting. Time to work out some of his uh, restless energy. He collected two of his guards and went down a level to the lower chambers where he housed his soldiers. Mm-hmm. The room had black and gray strata on the walls. I kind of like this, that the, the walls were kind of representative of him. Right. Of Dalinar. Like he's... Black and gray. Gr- he's the black thorn. Black and gray. Graying. Yeah, it just, yeah. It just seemed like, like there's no color. But then, of course, they all wore coal and blue, these, right. um, these soldiers around him. For now, both Light Eyes and Dark practiced in the same chamber, sparring in rings with padded cloth mats. Notice how it says, for now. For now. For now. Light Eyes and Dark Eyes are, are together, for now. Yeah, and I like this. This is a huge thing. 
Well, I, I, I want it to be forever, not just for now. Right. <laughs> um, the sounds and smells of sparring warm Dalinar, sweeter than the scent of flatbread baking, was that of oiled leather. More welcoming than the sound of flutes was that of practice swords rapping against one another. A place like this would always be home to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice. kind of cool. Yeah. Save for one notable exception. They all had squared beards. He found the sword masters assembled in the back wall. Yeah, so they all had these squared beards, save for one, right? Right, and who is that one? We literally just talked about him last episode. We were like, where the fuck is Zale? Zale. Right. He's with us now. I know he's with us. I, I wanted more from this encounter, though, with Zale. Right. I wanted more. For sure. I, to be honest with you, I wanted the sparring. You wanted him to spar? Yeah, yeah, for oh, sure. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. But you know what's really funny is that Zale don't give a fuck. He's like, dude, I'm fucking eating my porridge or whatever the fuck this is. I, I don't yeah. got time for your shit. <laughs> like, that's that's Zale's outlook, right? Um, yeah, I, I'm... Interested in Zale. Um, the sounds of sparring. Yeah, place would be home. Save for one notable exception. They all had shaved beards, simple open-fronted robes, tied at the waist. Dalinar owned Ardents, who were experts in all manners of specialties, and per tradition, any man or woman could come to them and be apprenticed in a new skill or trade. The swordmasters, however, were his pride. Right. Five of the six men rose and bowed to him. The world might be in chaos, but Alethkar was prepared. Not Alethkar, he thought. Urthiru. Yeah. My kingdom. So, again, I just wanted to stop there. It could, I mean, I'm hoping all of this is, is on the level. Hope it's all for good. Not Alethkar. Urthiru. My kingdom. Yeah. I've literally always read it as Urthiru. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to the Audible version, and Michael Kramer yeah. call like read it as um, yeah, Eurythiru. Oh, I don't Eurythiru Yurith- or something like that. And I was like, I, <laughs> I actually had to stop go uh, and go. What did he just say? Because <laughs> it sounded so unfamiliar. I don't know if I like that. Yeah, that one. It's Eurythiru uh, for me. It, I like Eurythiru. It's more uh, more interesting. I think Eurythiru, <clears throat> my kingdom. He would always be a lethe, but once Alethkar's proclamation came out, Alethkar would no longer be his. He still hadn't figured out how to present the, this fact to his armies. He wanted to give Navani and her scribes time to work out the exact legalities. You've done well here, Dalinar, said to Kellerand, one of the swordmasters. Ask Ivis if she'd took uh, at expanding the training quarters into the adjacent chambers. I want you to keep the troops busy. I'm worried about them getting restless and starting more fights. It will be done, Bright Lord, Kelleran says, bowing. And I'd like to spar myself, Dalinar says. I shall find someone suitable, Bright Lord. What about you, Kelleran? Del- Dalinar says. The swordmaster bested Dalinar two out of three times. Right. You know what? This little confirmation is a little highlight for me. Yeah, same. I like the fact that these swordmasters can best Dalinar. Yeah. Like they're sword masters. Dalinar's a great warrior, great right. tactical mind as a general. We already sure. kind of talked about this. If you were to put like young Adolin, like Adolin versus young Dalinar in a duel, Adolin probably wins. If they both command armies, right. Dalinar he's probably a soldier, wins. Soldier, not he's, a duelist. Right, he's not a right. duelist. And these guys, these right. swords masters, are probably more duelists than they are 
war like warriors or or, or commanders or whatever, right? Um, so on a one on one, all of these guys, all of these swordmasters are probably going to best him, right? Like, so it's a big mistake to put Dalinar up against the champion of Odium. Maybe, maybe big mistake. Yeah, maybe pride. I didn't. You know what? I didn't think of it. I, I didn't think of that. But pride. he keeps thinking it's he's going to be the one. There's a moment in here, actually. Mm. I think it's later on in this chapter where he thinks maybe it's not smart for me to fight the champion. Maybe I should pick someone like Kaladin. Kaladin. Yeah, he right. says it makes perfect sense for Kaladin. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's all leading in that but direction, kind of. Right. But even Kaladin. I mean, Kaladin has shown unbelievable skill one on one. Right. He has. Especially going up against a shard blade without one. Right. When he, yeah. It, he's, he's actually kind of the, the cross between both, right? He's a really great yeah. tactical mind on the battlefield. Right. And also is really good one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Multi-class. <laughs> he's, got, he's got three <laughs> levels in the commander prestige class. Yeah, he's, uh, what's the thing in third edition? What was it? Uh... Oh, geez. I forgot the term. Prestige um, classes? No. When you're multi-class, there's a word for, uh, gest- is it gestalt? Oh. Gestalt characters? Anyways, whatever. I can't remember. <laughs> okay. It, it, is, it has left me. My memories have left me. Yeah. Um, Urethiru, my kingdom, you've done well. Two out of three times he was bested by Kellerand. I like that a lot. He was not a soldier. Or sorry, he was a soldier, not a duelist. Right. He liked the, but he liked the challenge. That's another part of the, of Dalinar's character I love. Yeah. He, he knows that there's a great chance he's going to be bested. Right. He's doing it anyway. Well, when he gets and bested he, a little later, he doesn't, I know, he doesn't get mad. He like, good match. No. Son, good match, son. No. Like he fought, he fought, he fought two things there, which he won those battles. He won two battles internally. Right. One was not to use the thrill. Right. Two was not to use Stormlight. Right. He won both of those. Yeah, but he lost I, the matches, but still won the battle, the internal battle. I think so. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I think so. I will, Kelleran says stiffly, of course, do as my High Prince commands, though if given a choice, I shall pass. With all due respect, I don't feel that I would make a suitable match for you today. Question to Kelleran, is it because you think that you're too good? Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to humiliate the high king. I wonder if that's the reason. I think so, dude. I think that's what it is. Right. And that's kind of badass. That makes me think Kellerin's like, Kellerin, all right. Um, I don't like, want to squash you like bug. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Pu- <laughs> puny Blackthorn. Kellerin reminds me, uh, it makes me think of Zangief. <clears throat> Zangief? From Street oh, Fighter. Yeah. Right, right. Street Fighter. Swordmaster Ardents weren't generally like their more religious counterparts. They could be formal at times, but you could laugh with them usually. They were still Ardents, though. I love, I, I also like how, you know, Ardents will be Ardents, Light Eyes will be Light Eyes. Right. There's all these little compartments. Like dependable aspects of people's yeah. characters, yeah. Well, it, they're stereotypes. Like, it's, mm. it, they're, like, they're not necessarily good. No, they're not. Um, but they serve utility, I suppose, in storytelling to a point. So we can say, well, you know, you're an ardent, so yeah, you you fit in this box. But again, boxes are meant to be shattered um, or broken out of. Very well, Dalinar says, find me some someone to fight. There was one man still lounging on his cushion. As others were dismissed, 
Um, he wore a scruffy beard and clothing that seemed an afterthought. He wasn't dirty, but ragged, mm-hmm. belted with rope. Not offended by my presence, Zale? Dalinar asks. Yeah. I was like, I was like, wow, this is great. We get Zale back. That's why I had high hopes. I thought, mm. okay, we're, we're going to get a Zale Dalinar confrontation. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I wanted, but I didn't get it. Um, not offended by my presence, Zale. I'm offended by everyone's presence. You're no more revolting than the rest, Mr. High Prince. Mr. High Prince. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Yeah. It's like saying Brandon, Mr. Sanderson. It's like yeah. Dalinar, Mr. High Prince. Mr. High Prince. I wonder if Prince would have liked that title, Mr. High, High Prince. Like I, instead I of instead of going to the symbol, he might have thought been like, High you Prince. Know what? I'll be no Mr. High Prince. Like call me Mr. You know what, guys? Or these contract stuff is horrible. So I'm going to change my name so I can get out of my contracts, and yeah. I'm going to go as Mr. High Prince. <laughs> Mr. High Prince. <laughs> or Miss Janet, if you're nasty. If only if you're nasty. If you're nasty, yeah. Um. No one's going to get those references. No, no one will. If there's one person that's out there going, uh, uh, what have you done for me lately? Lately. Yeah. There's like one person that's listening. That's one like, person yeah. is listening. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, all right. I'm offended by every, at everyone's presence. You didn't expect this? Zale says, asks, sounding amused. No, I thought. Well, they're fighting ardents, swordsmen, soldiers at heart. You're dangerously close to threatening them with a decision, Bright Lord. Choose between God and their high prince. The fact that they like you doesn't make their decision easier, but more difficult. Their discomfort will pass, Dalinar says. My marriage, though it seems dramatic now, will eventually be a mere trivial note in this history. Or in history. Perhaps. You disagree? Every moment in our lives seems trivial. Most are forgotten, while some equally humble become the points upon which history pivots, like white on black. White on black? Downer asks. It's a figure of speech. I don't really care what you did, High Prince. Light-eyed self-indulgence or serious sacrilege, either way. It doesn't affect me. But there are those who are asking how far you're going to end up straying. Straying from the religion. Right. Right. Who's asking? Right. Um, yet again, Zale comes out with a saying that's not mm-hmm. a saying that anyone right, knows. Right, that nobody really understands. <laughs> that no one knows, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like white on black, you know. Yeah. What, what, is, what does that mean? It's a saying. <laughs> it's a saying. <laughs> it's a it speech, uh, bro. Something that doesn't, yeah. Um, Dalinar grunted. Honestly, had he expected Zale of all people to be helpful? He stalked back into the middle of the room, looking for soldiers he recognized, men who wouldn't feel inhibited sparring with a high prince. Right. He eventually located one of General Kahl's sons, not the shardbearer, Captain Hallam Kahl, but the next oldest son. A beefy man with a head that had always seemed a little too small for his body. Aratin, Dalinar said, you uh, ever sparred with a high prince? Sir? No need for formality. I'm just looking for a match. I'm not equipped for a proper duel, Bright Lord. Give me some time. No need. I'm I'm fine for a wrestling match. It's been too long. Some men would rather not spar with a man as important as Dalinar for fearing to hurt him. The young man grinned, displaying a prominent gap in his teeth. Fine with me, Bright Lord, but I'll have you know I've not lost a match in months. 
Good, Dalinor. I need a challenge. <laughs> so, this is funny. Um, what I like about this character... Sorry, I gotta get the name again. Araton. Or Araton. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, I like the fact that he was raised to not be afraid of, uh, of his superiors right. and, you know, accept the challenge. That's, that shows a lot of, uh, a lot of character, I think. Yeah, it's awesome. He's willing to get in the ring and, and get in with, with the Blackthorn. I need a challenge sparring leggings. So stripped to the waist and was pulling on a pair of sparring leggings. This leggings. reminded me of, the sparring leggings reminded me of the tights comment in The Breakfast Club. Where Emilio Estevez's uh, jock is being uh, right. questioned about wrestling, and he's like, "You wear tights, bro." And he's like, "It's no." He's like, "I wear the required uniform." Right, right, right. And then, and then the 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 geeky guy is saying, "Well, yeah, they're tights." And he's like, "Shut up." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh it makes God. me think of I all the it. leggings my wife buys. She has all these like leggings with like oh, leggings, all kinds of different patterns on them, and I just can't get out of my head. That these guys are like, all right, let's get suited up. And they put on these like fancy pink and black, like <laughs> pattern leggings. You know what I wish they were putting on is leg warmers. <laughs> Just leg Remember warmers? <laughs> Just like Yo, let's strip warmers. down and put our leg warmers on. Yeah. <laughs> leg warmers. Oh my God. Let's I, get physical. Physical. Yeah, let's get, let's get totally physical. Um, stepped into the ret- wrestling match with, with Ariton Call. Gotta get the name right. Mm-hmm. Rial counted off a start to the wrestling match. Dalinar immediately lunged. Yeah, he, sir, um, he must have counted off the wrestling match with his with superior watch that he has. Yeah, he's all like, and go. And go, because I have my watch. See, Dalinar, I'm using it. Right, I got it. Thanks a lot, <laughs> Ryle. <laughs> Can't rely on you, Dalinar, to count the match, because you don't <laughs> even know what time it is. So I have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Rial counts, uh, counts the match on. Dalinar immediately lunges forward, slamming into call. There was no grabbing of leggings allowed in traditional... Uh, how do you say this word? Via? Via? I mean, it's, it, it, it's a via match in a traditional via match. I guess so. N- no grabbing of hair. There was a purity to this contest that Dalinar liked, a simplicity that he hadn't experienced in what seemed like ages. Mm-hmm. Ariton pulled Dalinar tight, managed to twist, tripping Dalinar over his hip, and they went to the mat. It had been years since he'd done this regularly. Instead, getting Dalinar under the arms, so, yeah, so he gets him under the arms from behind and pressing him down, face against the mat, his weight on top of Dalinar. This is when I have to admit, I thought, oh boy, there's going to be lose an anger. Yeah. He's going to lose it. Yep. That's exactly what I thought. And I was happily surprised. Dalinar growled. And again, the language. And it's what's so amazing about reading this is that if you, as you follow it along as a first time reader, it's you're, you're being led. Mm -hmm. Like, so my, I'm, I'm, I'm reading the one sentence he gets on top of Dalinar. I'm like, okay, here comes the Blackthorn. Dalinar growled. Right. Yep. Here it comes. Yep. It's coming. And by instinct reached out for that extra reserve he'd always had. The pulse of the fight. The edge. Right. The thrill. And you're like, oh shit. 
Oh, here it comes. Soldiers spoke of it in the quiet of night over campfires. Battle rage unique to the Alethi. Some called it the power of their ancestors. Mm-hmm. Others called it the true mindset of the soldier. It had driven the sunmaker to glory one uh at one point. It was open it was the open secret of Alethi success. That paragraph is subclass for yeah. barbarians. Right. It's a way to explain the rage. Right. Oh, I have the rage because it um, is the true mindset. It's it's true battle rage or it's because of my mind or it's because it came from my ancestors. I love thinking about the source. Yeah. Being varied in how you access that rage. Right. Love that. Now, the unfortunate part for Dalinar is that he doesn't know where he gets it from. Really. These are all just different things. You know, it's the power of our ancestors. It's this, it's that. Yeah. It, it helped the Sunmaker do this. But mm-hmm. we, as readers, know where it comes from. I have to remind you that we have learned quite a bit about the thrill so far in these books. Right. Mm-hmm. The thrill is brought upon by an ancient evil spren known as Nergaul. Right. Remember Teravangian told us in his last uh-huh. interlude that Nergaul was leaving the Alethi area and that people were less and less right. um, uh, encountering the thrill, right? So, and we also know that right. Nergaul is one of these things known as the unmade. Right. So I'd, uh, I, you're right. I had forgotten about that. And mm-hmm. that's, uh, so Nargaul, do, do you think that that entity is wanting Dalinar back? I think that from what we understood, from what Teravangian said, mm. the thrill is something that happens when this thing is around, like its presence <sighs> permeates this like radius and distance like kilometers and kilometers and kilometers wide and then anything that's in that area can experience the thrill because it's like a side effect of this thing being there oh that's even worse because that means that you are helpless right that it's always unless there's unless there's some kind of wisdom save that you make and you can resist it i I mean i i think that you saying earlier that mm. this is a victory for Dalinar here. Yeah. He actually yeah. does resist using the he thrill. Does. He and, does. And it's not like it's something that's happened to him and therefore he has to fight against it. It's the temptation mm. of using this thing that is yeah. supremely addictive. Right. You know, we read that, uh, that the, the rift, uh, chapter where yeah. he was, mm-hmm. he wanted to prolong the fight so he could search for the thrill more. He wanted to st- Remember, we talked about how winning a yeah. battle was never yeah. important to the Blackthorn. It was being in battle, being in the thrill. Right. Right. Yeah, so, being, yeah. And you had equated it to, you know, kind of a drug. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Right. Well, it speaks to the dark side of the force, too. It's right. quicker, easier. You, you, uh, it's all, um, it's it pure emotion, mm-hmm. which, by the way, on the emotion side, they described that as being odium. Right. He, he feels. Anger. Yeah. He, his anger never abates. He's always as angry as he yeah. always is. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Very react, very reactive. 
Yeah, it's very cool. So yeah, I um, wanted to remind you of where mm-hmm. the thrill. I'm glad you did. The, the 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 like you know saying all these things is all fun, well and good, but we we as right. readers know where where this thing comes from, where the thrill comes from, according to Teravangian. Which according to Teravangian, is he a which... reliable source? Maybe he has no mm. reason to to lie to his associates when talking about this. So, um, okay. The thrill. Soldiers spoke of it. Yeah, I love the the, the way that uh, the different ways that people spoke about it. No, Dalinar stopped himself from reaching for it. He couldn't remember feeling the thrill in months, and the longer that he'd been he'd been apart from it, the more he'd begun to recognize that there was something profoundly wrong about the thrill. So the months, the last time are we talking about the battle here? Yeah, the last time he would have used the thrill would have been on the battlefield against yeah. the Parshendi on the, right. uh, the uh, Shattered Plains, not yeah. the Battle of the Everstorm, but it would have been no. before, even before the Battle of the Tower. I think he killed, he was in the throes of the thrill and he killed something, someone, it was a, Parsh- a Parshendi, and then he looked down and realized it was a kid. And that's when he started throwing up on the battlefield and he completely mm. lost control of the thrill. Right. Like he right. like lost. His, I remember that. You know, his, he, he like literally couldn't fight anymore. And then I think someone had to come and kind of scoop him up and like yep. save him. Yeah. Um, cause he had been, he got himself surrounded cause he just couldn't fight anymore because he was so fucked up by it. Um, and I, and since then, I don't think he's touched wow. the thrill since then. It's been months. Wow. Um, Which is funny because when we, you know, we talk about how um, he killed that kid on the Shattered mm-hmm. Plains and stopped yeah. using the thrill, but he kills this kid in the very first flashback when he goes, right before he gets starts getting pelted with those arrows by Taleb, mm-hmm. he's in the thrill and he, without mm-hmm. re- even without thinking about it, kills that kid on the battlefield. So maybe there's like a little bit of a through line there where, you know, the younger Dalinar had no qualms killing a young no, kid on the battlefield. No. Yeah. But then the older version of Dalinar made, that's the thing that made him stop using the thrill because he was like, Oh my God, what am I doing? So, right. Yeah. That's neat. Um, yeah, it's an interesting, um, battle for Dalinar. Yeah. Um, again, it's so heavy. The, um, uh, the bridges that all these characters have to carry. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Dalinar stopped himself from reaching for it. He couldn't remember feeling the thrill in months. He'd no longer been apart. Sorry, the longer he'd been apart from it, the more he'd begun to recognize that there was something profoundly wrong about the thrill. Right. So he gritted his teeth and he got pinned. Right. So Ariton got him, got him pinned. Mm-hmm. Dalinar knew he was beaten. He couldn't bring himself to tap out, though. He became aware of something, not the thrill, but Stormlight in the pocket of his uniform trousers lying beside the ring. So it's funny, like, he's got a few things that he could use as, at his disposal. Mm-hmm. Do I allow myself to bring in the thrill into this, into this situation? Do yeah. I allow myself to draw in Stormlight? Instead, he arched his back, holding his breath and heaving with everything he had and then twisted, trying to get back on his face for the leverage to escape. His opponent shifted, then groaned, and Dalinar felt the man's grip slipping slowly. You know what I love about that sentence mm. is that it shows evidence that he could do it without those things. He could. Yeah. Ariton's grip was slipping. Mm-hmm. So he didn't need the thrill. He didn't need the stormlight. 
Like he was, yeah, he, he was okay by himself. He was okay on his own. Even, yeah. you know, oh, for storm's sake, a female, a feminine voice says, Dalinar, Dalinar's opponent let go immediately. Navani was standing outside the ring with arms folded. He grinned at her and then stood up and accepted a light Takama overshirt and towel from an aide. Well played, son, Dalinar says to Ariton. An honor, sir. What, did you come to watch me spar? He says to Navani. Yes, what every wife loves, seeing that in his spare time her husband likes to roll around on the floor with half-naked sweaty men. Shouldn't you be sparring with men closer to your own age? Ooh, a little dig there from Navani. Yeah, little ageism <laughs> coming out here. Um, on the battlefield, Dalinar says, I don't have the luxury of choosing the age of my opponent. Best to fight at a disadvantage here to prepare. I think I almost had him anyway. Your definition of almost is particularly ambitious, Gemhart. Hmm. Gemhart. Yeah, it's a nice term, it's ter like, term of endearment. Yeah, sweetheart. It's like calling someone pumpkin or whatever. I don't yeah. know if I've ever called anyone pumpkin, but or you know sweetheart. What I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Navani was wearing a bright yellow gown, and stood out like a flower on a barren stone field. I do like that description of her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kadash, his former comrade in arms, is there speaking with the swordmasters. Nearby, Aridin was receiving congratulations from his friends because pinning the Blackthorn was considered quite the accomplishment. I kind of, mm -hmm. I kind of like that. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, it's I like nice. that a lot. Yeah, he's getting a little bit of uh, clout here. But he winced when someone slapped him on his back. Yeah. <sighs> See, yeah. Uh, the Blackthorn. Uh, oh, yeah, that's like, the scars right there. I'm gonna live with that. Right. I, I love that too. I should have tapped out, Dalinar was thinking. Yeah, probably. He'd given away his armor. He no longer carried a shard blade. When exactly did he expect to be fighting in person again? Like, wh like why is he training? Why does he still do this? Right. And then he answers his own question. The man with nine shadows. Mm -hmm. This is the champion, though. Right. This is the so champion wants... that we saw in a vision, and you mm -hmm. said... Hmm. Because he says, there's something familiar about those eyes. And you were like, oh shit, could it be Dalinar himself? That's the, that's Odium's champion. You said that in that oh, chapter. Oh, dude, I forgot that. Yeah. Because when Dalinar saw dude. the champion, he, he says to himself, there's something familiar about those eyes. And then you said, well, what the fuck? What if it's, what if it's Dalinar himself? Goosebump City? Welcome to oh Goosebump City. I'm your tour guide, oh, Sean Oh, no. I, I kind of forgot about that a little bit, but yeah. I mean, it is a concern of mine with these powers that are out there and these with these characters that they could be compromised. Right. And yeah, Dalinar, or sorry, Dalinar is definitely a dangerous thing to unleash. Dalinar it is, is... It is possible that he, that the Nine Shadows, you know could just be the insurmountable shadows that Dalinar carries with him. The uh, Stormfather actually told him what he thought the Nine Shadows were. He said, da the Stormfather, I don't have the quote here, but mm. he said to Dalinar in that chapter that he mm. thought that the, the Nine Shadows were the unmade. The unmade, right. Yeah, these ancient evil spread. And that's, and that's ver Sorry, what's the name again? Vergaul? Nergaul is one of them. Oh, it's, it's Nergaul. Yeah. And another name for another unmade that we've heard is Moloch, mm. which right. is the one that brings on the death rattles. The unmade. 
So these seem to be like demons. Kind of like these, they're, they're known as ancient evil spren. I keep using that terminology because that's what's written in the book. Ancient evil spren. Yeah. Hmm. Well, okay. Uh, back to this story. This is when he Kadesh. says that maybe it'd be better if Kaladin fought. Yes, champion. that's right. Yeah. Blackthorn was considered, uh, sorry. Aridin was receiving congratulations. He wins in the back. I should have tapped out. I didn't. When am I going to just let go of this? Why am I doing this? The man with nine shadows. But wouldn't assigning the duty to someone like Kaladin make far more sense? Right. Well, Navani says, you might want to throw on a uniform. The Ireli queen is ready. Or the, sorry, Ireli queen is ready. Mm-hmm. The meeting isn't for a few hours, Dalinar says. Well, she wants to do it now. Apparently her court, uh, her court tide reader saw something in the waves that means an earlier meeting is better. She should be contacting us any minute now. There you go. Tide reader. I like that. Yeah. It's like it's a storm that. warden, but like, but the, maybe yeah. a little more mystical or whatever. Yeah. I love it. Tide readers. That's cool. Um, storming Ereli. Still, they had an oath gate or two, if you counted the one in the kingdom of Rira. Which Eerie had sway over. Among Eerie's three monarchs, currently two kings and a queen, the latter, the queen, had authority over foreign policy, so she was the one they needed to talk mm. to. Yeah, so interesting thing here, they have three monarchs in one country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like a council of monarchs or something. A triumvirate. I'm fine with moving up the time, Dalinar says. I'll await you in the writing chamber, says Navani. Why? It's not like she can see me. Set up here. Here? Yes, here. I've had enough of cold chambers, silent save for the scratching of reeds. Navani raises an eyebrow but orders the assistants to get out their writing materials. I like this. Yeah, I like he's just like, let's do it right here. Yeah, well, I'll just here. Fight, I'll fight my old friend Kadash and we'll just, uh, you can write down what I want. Oh, small highlight it's is so that, great. They're, that they're sparring while... Uh, while he's tr- tr- talking to the queen, <laughs> yeah. Diplomacy while fighting is just yeah. very Dalinar. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Dalinar went to select two training swords, common long swords of unsharpened steel, and he tossed one over to Kadash. Right, Lord, I would prefer to give this task to another, I, as I don't particularly feel tough, Dalinar says. I need some practice, Kadash. As your master, I demand you give it to me. Because remember, Ooh, all these are pu- Pulling rank here a little bit. It's not even rank, dude. He says master, not as master, your captain, yeah. not as your high king. These ardents, remember, are mm-hmm. his slaves. I know. It's a very strange, like they are trying to make him feel yeah. guilty for the choices he's made, but they mm-hmm. all belong to him. Mm-hmm. Like you can't marry her with the storm father. There's protocol. Right. Born religion doesn't uh, allow that right. while being s- those words coming out of people that he owns. It's a very strange mm-hmm. way of having all this kind of go about. Part of me wonders, I I wonder if in the, let's say the lapse of the Blackthorn, Mm -hmm. that, that Ardens have become more comfortable speaking out against him. Like, I I wonder if there was like a transition, right? Where Dalinar, you know, sort of commanded more respect and people were more fearful, Mm -hmm. but as he's aged and become slightly... And with recent events, the death mm. of his brother, he's just, he's, now that he's changing, yeah. others are, t- are maybe taking advantage of this change and speaking up and 
Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't. I, I don't guess know it's if a good thing that they can challenge true, him, but... even though that he owns them. I guess it's a good thing because then he, you know, at least he can get some actual advice from them without mm-hmm. them just being yes men because they're all his slaves, right? right? So yeah, right. It's, it's just it's just very strange. Um, common long, yeah. I suppose I, I just want to mention that in terms of information, remember how there's that one area that's prizes information above above all. Yeah, all it's else? um tashik. Tashik. Um, if you command with the iron fist, you get bad information. Right. Yeah, that's true. You, you'll 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 get more truth, more information if you don't do things don't that way. Force people to give it to you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Bright Lord Kadash, I'd prefer to not to do this tough. I, as your master, I demand you give it to me. I won't be much of a match for you, Bright Lord. I have dedicated my ears to scripture, not the sword. I was only here to check up on me. I know. Well, maybe I'll be rusty too. I haven't, th- I haven't fought with a common longsword in decades. I always had something better. I kind of like this back where he says, to, uh, I was only here to check up on me. Dalinar is not afraid of speaking his mind either. No. Back to Kadash. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's their familiarity, right? Like they, they were yeah, friends they before they were, right. you know, master and slave or whatever. So. Yes, I remember when you first got your blade. The world itself trembled on that day, Dalinar Colon. Oh, don't be melodramatic, Dalinar says. I was merely one in a long line of idiots given the ability to kill people too easily. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Rial hesitantly countered, sorry, Rial hesitantly counted the start of, to the match, and Dalinar rushed in swinging. Pardon, Bright Lord, but you were different from the others. You were much, much better at the killing part. Mm-hmm. Dalinar thinks inside of his head, I always have been. It was odd to remember the Ardents as one of his elites. They hadn't been close then. They'd only become so during Kadash's years as an Ardent. Navani clears her throats. Hate to interrupt this sick, sorry, this stick wagging, but the queen is ready to speak with you, Dalinar. Great. Read me what she says. What, while you're sparring? Sure. Hilarious. Yeah. Why not? Amazing. This is great. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> One at a time, the world's monarchs were shutting him out. Only Teravangian of Carbranth, known to be slow-witted, had agreed to listen to him. Dalinar was doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. In an extended war campaign, he'd have forced himself to look at his problems from a new perspective, bring in new officers to voice their ideas, try to approach battles from different terrain. Dalinar clashed blades with Kadash, smashing metal against metal. What do you make of this in terms of him again failing? We talked about it briefly before. He tried to get the high princes together. Mm-hmm. Couldn't really. I, you know what? I think it's commendable that he just keeps trying. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? He keeps trying. He keeps trying. And uh, we already kind of determined that, you know, Kaladin says at least he's trying. You know what I mean? About Elkar. And Dalinar Mm -hmm. always keeps trying. Um, High Prince Navani read as he fought, It is with wondrous awe at the grandeur of the one that I approach you. The time for the world to undergo a glorious new experience has arrived. These are the words of the queen, queen from yeah. Irieli. Let me, um, let me quickly give you a synopsis of something that we learned in the past books that might mm-hmm. help you understand this queen for a second. Sure. Um, their religious beliefs 
are, and we had this in a in, in one of the past uh, interludes. Okay, the Irali believe that there is one God known as the One, mm-hmm. and that all beings are part of the One, put on Roshar to experience something. And then when they die, they bring those experiences back to the one so that the mm-hmm. one can experience and know that thing. Okay. Which is right. how they're able to explain why a lowly beggar and a queen both have value to the Godhead because they both have vastly different experiences that the God wants to experience, wants to experience right. everything. So all things right. that happen are a new experience. So when she says, we are about to embark on uh, uh, on a, a glorious, glorious new experience. experience. So this, you know, the ever storm, the desolation, this is all okay to them because the Godhead, the one is, a, this is all a new experience for him, for mm-hmm. them. So it is total. everything that happens is totally okay because it's just another new experience for the God to experience. Mm-hmm. So it's. And a really cool idea. It's a very, very yeah. cool idea, but yeah. also could make these people a little complacent. You know, yeah, complacent, they don't ever want to solve poverty. They want to solve poverty because poverty is important for the it's God to the experience. experience. Right. Right. So it's a little bit weird. It's a really cool idea, like, you know, story-wise, but it yeah. might not be practically okay for them to be, <laughs> to, to be thinking this, right? So... Well, and the, and it kind of flies in the face of, you know, being, being alive, uh, one, one, uh, very important thing to, I guess, understand about your, the purpose of life right. is to alleviate suffering. Right. But suffering and is part of the experience that the God wants to have. And so why would you stop yeah, someone suffering? Again, according to the scriptures. Uh, according right? to the, yeah, according to this here. Yeah. So. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I thought, um, I, I thought I'd explain it just no, so you get a better no, idea cool. of where they're coming from. No, that's cool. New experience. Glorious, your majesty, Dalinar responds. Surely you can't welcome these events. All experience is welcome, came the reply. We are the one experiencing itself, and this new storm is glorious, even if it brings pain. I hadn't realized, Navani noted, that she was so religious. Pagan superstition, Kadash says. At least the Azish have the decency to worship the heralds, although they blasphemously place them above the Almighty. The Iriali are no better than Shin shamans. Right. Okay, so now we get Kadash's judgmental. Mm-hmm. I remember Kadash when you weren't nearly so judgmental. I've been informed that my laxness might have served to encourage you, his response is. I always found your perspective to be refreshing. He stared right at Kadash, but spoke to Navani. Tell her, your majesty, as much as I welcome a challenge, I fear the suffering these new experiences will bring. We must be unified in the face of the, com- of the coming dangers. Unity, Kadash says softly. If that's your goal, Dalinar, then why do you seek to rip apart your own people? Mm. So Kadash Navani- is taking this as an opportunity to berate him for all his stuff that he's been saying about the Voran religion. Like right. God is dead. God and, is dead. You, know, you got married without, uh, you know, cause and all that stuff. Right. So little, I, I would agree with Dalinar's assessment though. Really melodramatic rip, yeah. ripping apart the, so your entire people are going to be ripped apart 
because you marry in a different way. Right. It's that's really? not necessarily the main point. The main point I, know, I think just, that he's trying to I'm make is saying, that you're ripping this whole religion apart, these all these people because you're saying God is dead. Yeah, and even that, like uh, Dalinar is saying it because he's been informed by it. Mm-hmm. Right? But <laughs> but but therein therein lies the extent of the truth. Right. It's information passed to Dalinar through a vision through the Stormfather, right? Right. That's how he knows this, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the Ardents, the Ardents should be of sound mind enough to know that that's the extent of where that truth sort of begins and ends. Right. It, it's not a, it's not a, uh, um, it's not a statement that is absolute. Right. And like, how much can they trust these visions of Dalinar's really? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He could just make shit right. up. Oh, I had visions. I literally had visions that now I get to eat cake every day. Well, I, I, I sort of sympathize with the Arden's position that, you know, that going around saying God is dead, you know, tearing down the potential good things that, that Voran religion does do for the people, mm-hmm. um, tearing all of that down may or may not be a net um, good thing, let's say. Right. May or may not. Mm-hmm. Again, you need people like Yasna in here to, to get in here and study it and, and to be able to try to quantify it. Yeah, exactly. Um, unity, uh, ripping apart your own people. How do you know, Kadash? How do you know the Irieli are the pagans? Kadash frowned. The scar on his head wasn't the only thing that set him apart from his fellows. They treated swordplay like just another art. Kadash had the haunted eyes of a soldier. How can you ask that, Dalinar? Because it should be asked. You claim the Almighty is God. Why? Because he simply is. That isn't good enough for me. Not anymore. The Ardent now is the one who's growling. Yeah. He's the, the, like, the, the dangerous animal. Yeah, I like that. Hi, Prince. I will be frank. The Irieli Triumvirate is in agreement. Althkar has not been relevant in the world since the Sunmaker's fall. The power of the ones who control the storm, however, is undeniable. They offer gracious terms. So when Alinar, who, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Dalinar stopped in place, dumbfounded. You would side with the Voidbringers? He asked toward Navani, but then was forced to defend himself from Kadash, right? Who who hadn't let up, right? Because Kadash is mad during the sparring. Right, thing. right. You oh, know. you decided to spar with me while having a conversation with a queen through Spannery? That's on you. Yeah, I'm going to keep attacking. I'm going to keep attacking. And also, you keep insulting. You're now, <laughs> you're now saying that, that the Voran religion are the pagans? Right, right. Um, what Kadash asked, or Kadash said, clanging his blade against Dalinar's? Surprised that someone is willing to side with evil, Dalinar? That someone would pick darkness and superstition and heresy instead of the Almighty's light? I am not a heretic, Dalinar slapped Kadash's blade away. I like that. The hit was hard, and though the swords were blunted, that would bruise for certain. So it was uh, Kadash who had scored a a touch on Dalinar's arm, yeah. Mm. You just told me you doubted the Almighty, Kadash says. What is left after that? I don't know, Dalinar says. 
I don't know, and that terrifies me, Kadesh. But Honor spoke to me and confessed that he was beaten. The princes of the Voidbringers, Kadesh said, were said to be able to blind the eyes of men and to send them lies, Dalinar. This is a good point. Now, I yeah. trust the Dalinar's visions yeah. in the Way of Kings and throughout Words of Radiance as well. Right. Were sent from Honor. I do believe that. But this is a really good point from Kadash. Yeah. There are, there are evil forces out there that we don't understand yet that mm-hmm. could be doing stuff, right? Like, it's, it's an interesting yeah. thought. It, it's an interesting thought, but it's being informed by, by religious doctrine mm-hmm. or, or stories or tenets of old. The princes of the Voidbringers were said to be able to blind the eyes of men. So it's like, so in, in, in religious text, you can cover your bases by simply having a thing to refer to in the past that denies any future right. changes. Well, that could be the devil whispering in your ear. Could be the, the thing that well, you I, always I, use to be like, well, just because you want something different, it could be these evil forces whispering in your ear and you might be actually following evil instead of good kind of thing. Right. The one thing for me that proves this is not real Mm. is the, let's say the visions were all fake and sent by odium. Let's say (laughs) fake, (laughs) fake news, fake visions. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to say it. No, no, it's good. It's it's okay. It's good. Um, (laughs) let's say the visions were all, um, um, sent by some evil force, let's say even say it's Odium, planting yeah. these doubts in Dalinar's mind like the, uh, the Ardents think, okay? Mm-hmm. Then I think the Stormfather would not have agreed with them because that means the Stormfather would be a creature of evil as well. And I don't believe he is. You can feel it from the Stormfather that when Dalinar bonds him, Mm-hmm. Dalinar would know whether or not he's bonded, you know, a creature of good or a creature of bad, I think. And so the fact that the storm father mm-hmm. reaffirms yeah. that the visions are true and the honor did do this and you, these are altruistic things that is proof to me. And I think proof to Dalinar that he is on the right track. The problem is that these guys, these Ardens don't know all that information. They don't, they don't well, they, have the bond with the storm father. They don't feel it. You know what I mean? Well, they haven't had that experience. Right. Right. The whole seeing is believing. Like, you right. know, it's experience that's the key that's missing. If, if, if the experience is being shared with Dalinar, mm-hmm. it's pretty rich. He's the only right. one that can see the visions. Right. Yeah. It's pretty rich to go to others and say, well, I've had this experience. Well, Come follow that, me. Therein lies the problem, right? Right. How do you exactly. prove it to and, people if they can't see it for themselves? Right. Hmm. Yeah. This That's is pretty deep. Whole... We just got really deep there. I like that. <laughs> um, you just told me you doubted the Almighty. I don't know. I don't know, and that terrifies me. I like Dalinar's confessing that he doesn't know what's going to happen. He doesn't know yeah, he doesn't what's know. beyond honor. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Suitable answer. It is. It is. I don't know is a very suitable statement. It's, it's, I would say it's underused. Right. It is also I kind of the, the way of the know. scholars, right? Like the scholars will try to find yeah. out. They don't, they don't start with a, um, uh, um, an answer and then try to prove that answer. Although well, 
they kind of did with the Voidbringers, in my opinion. Yeah, that's, that's true. why I that's why I fought for that. That's true. You did, and you, you it did looks fight like I'm it. getting. It looks like I'm getting it. Yeah, I'm getting the complexity that I wanted in the in the Parshendi and Parshman. Mm-hmm. Um, the princes of the Voidbringers were said to be able to blind the eyes of men. Well, that could be happening. My people, Navani says, reading uh, more of the statement from the Queen of Irieli, my people do not want war. Perhaps the way to prevent another desolation is to let the Voidbringers take what they wish. From our histories, sparse though they are, it seems that this was the one option that was never explored, an experience from the one we rejected. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Give the Voidbringers what they want. Right. We, we didn't. We've never done we that before. Uh, We've never done that. Mm-hmm. And it's informed I really, by I their thought, religion, right? Which is, well, that's an mm-hmm. experience we've never done. Maybe we should be doing it. Maybe we should allow that experience to, to become Explore. a part of the one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, really interesting. Navani looked up, obviously a surprise, to read the words as Dalinar was to hear them. Beyond that, she added, we have reasons to distrust the word of a thief, High Prince Colin. Ooh. Ah. So that was what this was all about. Adolin's shard plate. Dalinar glanced at Navani. Find out more and try to, cons- try to cons- um, console them. She nodded and started writing. Dalinar gritted his teeth and charged Kadash again. The Almighty is not dead, Kadash hissed. So again, growled and now hissing. Mm-hmm. Once, you've had, once you'd have counseled me, now you glare at me. What happened to the Ardent that I knew? A man who had lived a real life, not just watched the world from high towers and monasteries. He's frightened, Kadash said softly, that he somehow failed in his most solemn duty to a man that he deeply admires. For a moment, Dalinar saw in Kadash the man he'd always been. The gentle, understanding model of everything good about the Voran church. Mm-hmm. Hmm. He's like a stand-up guy, this guy. Right. And that, that's got to be hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're dealing with Kadash, a, as you say, uh, like an ideal version mm-hmm. he's of a, what a, he's, a good Voren. He's a good man. He's a good man, yeah. right? And he's telling you, Dalinar, you've gone astray. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. we need you back on the straight and narrow. Straight and narrow is not so bad and traditionally dalinar has not been a good man no and failing in his most solemn duty to to sort of i guess help dalinar it it seems like he's trying to save him yeah give me something to take back to the curates of the church kadash says recant your insistence that the almighty is dead if you do that i can make them accept the marriage Kings have done worse and retained Vorin support. Dalinar set his jaw and shook his head. Dalinar, falsehoods serve nobody, Kadash. If the Almighty is dead, then pretending otherwise is pure stupidity. We need real hope, not faith in lies. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. But again, fate, like even if it's true... Even if it's true that you accept that, that the Almighty is dead, right? Having faith or hope that it's untrue, 
even in the face of that reality. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah, it's a lie, but it, but a source of hope is a good thing for sure. Don't don't you think that? I I mean, I suppose I'm I'm walking a dangerous line here because then I'm saying that that the truth may not matter, right? When we know it does matter. Right. But we just said that these people, the Ardents, the Ardentia, yeah. everyone but Dalinar mm-hmm. has worry that Dalinar is mistaken because he's the only one that's experienced what he's experienced. Mm-hmm. So I guess, I guess I would say this for some, for some, they need to cling on to the hope that honor is not dead. Right. Regardless of God what he a, says. Right. For some, they need that. It works for them Mm -hmm. and if you try to shatter it or if you try to uh illuminate with some different uh proclamation it's very threatening it it's it's destructive basically truth can become destructive for some right but for dalinar and for others that seek and are doing this hard work of of discovery well they're they're on a different they're on a different journey Mm -hmm. And maybe not everyone needs to go along on yeah, that journey. Not everyone has to be on the same journey. Right. Yeah. Again, the truth, the truth is plural. So, um, we need no real hope, faith and lies. Don't throw out everything we've believed because of a few dreams, Dalinar. What of our society? What, what of our traditions? Tradition, Dalinar says. Kadash, did I ever tell you about my first sword trainer? No, Kadash says. Was it Rem- Rembrandt? Dalinar shook his head. Back when I was young, our branch of the Colon family didn't have grand monasteries and beautiful practice grounds. My father found a teacher for me from two towns over, and his name was Hearth. Young fellow. Not a true swordmaster, but good enough. He was very focused on proper procedure and wouldn't let me train until I had learned how to put on a Takama the right way. He wouldn't have stood for me fighting like this. You put on the skirt, then the overshirt, then you wrap your cloth belt around yourself three times and tie it. I always found that annoying. The belt was too tight, wrapped three times. You had to pull it hard to get enough slack to tie the knot. The first time I went to duels at a neighboring town, I felt like an idiot. Everyone else had long drooping belt ends at the front of their Takamas. And I asked Harth why we did it differently. And he said it was the right way, the true way. So when my travels took me to Hearth's hometown, I searched out his master, a man who had trained with the Ardents in Kolinar, and he insisted that his was the right way, to tie a Takama, as he'd learned from his master. By now they'd drawn an even larger crowd. Kadash was frowning, and the point of your story... I found my master's master's master in Kolinar after we captured it. The ancient, wizened Ardent was eating curry and flatbread and completely uncaring of who ruled the city. I asked him, Why tie your belt three times when everyone else thinks that you should do it twice? The old man laughed and stood up. I was shocked to see that he was terribly short. If I only tie it twice, he exclaimed, The ends hang down too low, and I trip. The chamber fell silent. 
Nearby one soldier chuckled, but quickly cut himself off. <laughs> None of the ardents seemed amused. I love tradition, Dalinar said to, to Kadash. I have fought for tradition. I have made my men follow the codes. I uphold foreign virtues. But merely being tradition does not make something worthy, Kadash. We can't just assume that because something is old, that it is right. Mm-hmm. He turned to Navani. She's not listening, Navani said. She insists you are a thief, not to be trusted. Your Majesty, Dalinar says, I am led to believe that you would let nations fall and men be slaughtered. Sorry, but just before we go on there, the story that he tells, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> my master's master's master, finding out the answer as to why, why in Something this, became traditional? Right. Why? What was the purpose? And it turns out a practical reason. Mm-hmm. The practical reason was so that you don't trip. Right, because the man was short and his Takama was long. Right. So I love how when you become informed of a tradition, in this case, it has a very practical reason. Yeah. Right? It's not because of, you know, it's the right way to do it. It's because it actually affects something. Yeah. Meaning meaning you're not going to trip because your belt is shorter. Right. Which is a good thing. Yeah, it is a good thing. Not tripping is a good, unless you want to trip. Even if everyone else is use, uh, only wrapping it twice, maybe wrapping it three times is the right way to do it because right. this way you won't trip on it. She's not listening, Navani says. She insists that you're a thief not to be trusted. Your Majesty, Dalinar says, I am led to believe that you would let nations fall and men be slaughtered because of a petty grievance from the past. If my relations with the kingdom of Rira are prompting you to consider supporting the enemies of all humankind, then perhaps we could discuss a personal reconciliation first. Mm-hmm. He raised his sword to Kadash in a sign of respect. Are we done here? Kadash came running at him, sword raised. Dalinar sighed and let himself get touched on the left, but ended the exchange with his weapon leveled at Kadash's neck. That's not a valid dueling strike, the Arden says. I'm not much of a duelist these days. The Ardent grunted and shoved away Dalinar's weapon and lunged at him. Dalinar caught Kadash's arm and spun the man with his own momentum, slamming Kadash down to the ground and held him there. The world is ending, Kadash. I can't simply rely on tradition. I need to know why. Convince me. Offer me proof of what you say. You shouldn't need proof of the Almighty. You sound like your niece. I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, buddy. Highlight, highlight big time. for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, what what of the heralds? Kadash says. Do they? Do you deny them, Dalinar? They were servants of the Almighty, and their existence proved proved his. They had power. Power, Dalinar said. Like this, he sucked in stormlight. Dalinar grew, sort of began to glow, and then did something else. He commanded the light. When he rose, he left Kadash stuck to the ground in a pool of radiance that held him fast. The knights radiant have returned, Dalinar, or Sir Dalinar says, and yes, I accept the authority of the heralds. I accept that there was a being once named Honor, the Almighty. He helped us, and I would welcome his help again. If you can prove to me that Voronism, as it currently stands, is what the heralds taught, we will speak again. Okay, so... Hold on a second here, because Dalinar, remember, each Knight Radiant 
each surge binder has two surges. Two. Mm-hmm. Dalinar just showed his second one. Yeah. So he has the surge of binding of, you know, being able to. But he shares together. this. Right. Yeah. And then this one is the adhesion one, which he shares he share- with Kaladin. Right. Right. Fucking awesome. Adhe- I love this adhesion. stuff. Adhesion. Yeah, yeah. I love it. It's great. Yeah, the adhesion thing. Was it, who did Kaladin put up against the wall again it's in the Lopen? chasm? What was that? Lopen, Hang me yeah. on the wall, Gancho. <laughs> yeah, Gancho. Um, yeah, you're right. That's amazing. So that is a great reveal of this chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, we will speak again. He steps up to Navani. Nice show, he says softly. That was for the room, but not just Kadash, I assume. The soldiers need to know where I stand in relation to the church. What does our queen have to say? Nothing good. She says you can contact her with arrangements for the return of the stolen goods, and she'll consider. Storming woman, Dalinar says, she's after Adolin's shard plate. How valid is her claim? Not very, Ivani says. You got that through marriage. And to a light eyes from Rira, not Eerie. Yes, the Eerie claim their sister nation as a, as a vassal. But even if the claim weren't disputed, the queen doesn't have any actual relation to Evie or her brother. What? Mm-hmm. To Evie? Dalinar grunted. Rira was never strong enough to try to claim the plate back, but it will bring Eerie to our side. Then I'd consider it. Maybe I can agree to... He trailed off. Wait, what did you just say? Hmm? Nivani said. About... Oh, right, you can hear her name. You can't hear her name. You, sorry. Oh, right, you can't hear her name. Say it again, Dalinar whispered. What, Evie? Memories blossomed in Dalinar's head. He staggered, then slumped against the writing table, feeling as if he'd been struck by a hammer to the head. Navani called for physicians, implying his dueling had overtaxed him. That wasn't it. Instead, it was the burning in his, in his mind. The sudden shock of a word spoken. Evie. He could hear his wife's name. And he suddenly remembered her face. Oh, buddy. Oh, Dude. man. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Evie. Mm-hmm. Honestly, this is, this is, this is huge. Do you, do you rather her name be Evie or Shh? Like, which one is a better name? Be honest. Um, I got used to Shh. Me too. <laughs> Me you too. Know? Like, I, I basically Shalon. had to stop using. Yeah. <laughs> Shalon or Shh. Shut up. Shelly. <laughs> Shelly. Yeah. Um, Love it. A couple of things here. We we actually learn a little bit more about Evie than just her name. Because it says, Navani says, yeah. not very. You got that through marriage. So he married Through marriage, Evie yeah. To a light eyes from Rira. So Evie, his right. wife, was a light eyes from Rira. From Rira. Right. Yeah. I know. We know that Irie and Rira, which is a country right next door. Right. Irie have golden hair. Yes. And the Alethes have black hair. Right. And that's why you have Adolin with this gold and black mixed hair. Right. Right. Because it's the eerie. Yeah. So Adolin has like mostly blonde with some black in it. And then Renarin has the opposite. Renarin has black with some gold in it. Right. So that's why their kids are like, we never knew that yet. And that's, this is a good reveal for us to learn more about the boys, right? Evie. 
Yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So she, so Evie is a, she's from Rira. Right. A light eye is from Rira. Mm-hmm. So she would still have the golden hair then. Yeah. She would, uh, or at least blonde. I don't know. We don't know for sure, but they probably right. have blonde hair because their, their vassal country or their, their mother country, uh, Irie have the gold hair. So maybe right. they have, you know, uh, light hair. Because mm-hmm. of where they kind of came from. They might have all been one nation at one point. We don't really know. Wow. This, this is huge. Yeah, this, this, blew, this blew my mind. Well, it has to be the highlight. The highlight has to be Evie. It yes. has to be. The name, no doubt, no question. There yeah. are many highlights in the chapter which we discussed. But man, dropping Evie in this is just huge. An honorable mention definitely is, um, I'll take it as a compliment <laughs> when he's like, you're starting to sound like your oh, niece. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yvonne, I love that. Or sorry, um, for Yasna. Uh, Yasna. Yeah. yeah. Any kind of mention of Yasna at this point when we know she's alive, but the characters don't, yeah. there's this like little connection that happens yeah. where we're like, guys, she's, she could be coming any minute. Like we don't know. <laughs> totally. So, yeah. Okay. Chapter 17, Trapped in Shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, The excerpt, <laughs> it is not a, a lesson I claim to be able to teach. Experience herself is the great teacher, and you must seek her directly. Right. It's nice, eh? It's really nice. Mm-hmm. I think it might give us a window here, no? Oh, well, what do you think? Into the author? Well, I, I don't know. It's not a lesson I claim to be able to teach. Right. That's someone who knows their, who knows their limitations. Okay. They're willing to admit, you know, I, I'm not saying that I can, I can teach this. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a certain sort of personality, I think there. Right. Um, and then experience herself. Seek her directly. I don't know. I, 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 I wonder, I wonder, I guess I'm still wondering who the author is. Right. And I think that's supposed to be the point, right? Like all of these are so vague that that's the point of the thing, not to know. And, you know, especially with the the (laughs) lesson, we talked about that last chapter, the lesson. Mm -hmm. And then like, it is not a lesson I'm, uh, uh, I claim to be able to teach. Maybe this is someone who can teach other things, but not this lesson. This is not something that I can teach. Just something that you can experience. Yeah, man. I, I think Brandon Sanderson is writing this on purpose so that you don't know who it is. Well, we've just been introduced to a new name. Could it be Evie? It could be Evie. Now, I will I, I'll I'll try to back you up on your theories just slightly here. Well, um Dalinar doesn't write. His scribe Correct. In his whole yeah. life would have been his wife. She'd have been the one who wrote for him all his missives right. any any musings he had any kind of diplomatic stuff he would have had to write his wife would have done that for him so it's not a it's not a bad take bro thinking that it was his ex-wife his ex-wife but i like what you're saying is that if it were it 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 tracks. she could she could be the writer but he could be dictating to her what to mm-hmm. write down this which, still could be dalinar right which means this book this b- book oathbringer would have already been written if that's the case right if that's the case right. yeah 
Interesting. Yeah. Okay, I think we should kill him, says Ken. <laughs> the Parsh woman who had been playing cards said to the others. Kaladin sat tied and bound to a tree. He'd spent the night there. I just got... <laughs> I love it. I think we should kill him, says Ken. I love this Ken character yeah. a lot. Yeah. Like, no effing around. No, she's like, no business. We've captured... Yeah. Yeah, we've captured this guy, dark eyes, a yeah. little weird. You know, he's... <laughs> should just kill him. He, he surrender. We should kill him. We just yeah. don't... Don't... Uh, do not threaten uh, our little herd here. I like how Kaladin refers to um, being tied to the tree like it's the Holiday Inn. I just spent... You know, I spent a night at the Holiday Inn. I spent a night tied to the tree. It was yeah, nice. Tied, yeah. You should have had spent- continental breakfast. <laughs> sat tied and bound to a tree he'd spent the night there yeah (laughs) the ramada yeah um i'm sure it was really comfortable almost the entire afternoon had passed so far and they were still arguing about about him what to do with him you know what i really like this why they're not impulsive right they're not just using emotion raw making the decision they're spending what again the entire afternoon had passed. Mm-hmm. They're still arguing about it. Doesn't sound like the actions of a evil monster. They're deliberating. I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's one of my little highlights for this chapter. Mm-hmm. He didn't see that. He didn't see that yellow white spren again. The one that had been a ribbon of light. There you go. Mm-hmm. The one that still, I think in a few moments is about to call a void spren. Yeah. Right. The rain had finally stopped. Kill him? Another of the parchment asks, why? What, what danger is he to us? Well, he'll tell others where we are. He found us easily enough on his own. Mm-hmm. I doubt others will have trouble, Ken. Right. Good, good point. Yeah. It's not like we're doing a good job of hiding ourselves. <laughs> right. And actually, oh man, such a highlight. Oh my God, bro. Um, when Kaladin, oh man, when he starts using the word we. Yeah. Like he's up including the himself end. with them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. And the, and the Dune vibes. Mm-hmm. This, like, well, I, I don't know, le- at least for me Is anyways. he like the kid from House of Trades who like, go, yeah. like goes with the locals kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that is a part of Dune. Yeah, for sure it, it is. It would appear to be potentially a part of it here. Yeah, like it's, it's definitely, like we, we may have lost Kaladin to the wind here. The wind, like in this chapter, it's the first time I realized we might not get Kaladin back for a while. Like he might be traveling with these people. Right. And it's funny because everyone and, at Urethiru is like, when's he going to get back, man? Like we need right. him. <laughs> Right. Bridge four is like, we literally had powers for like four days and then he fucked off and now we don't have powers anymore. Like what the hell? What the hell? The Parshman didn't seem to have a specific leader. Mm -hmm. That's kind kind of interesting. Um, the clump of trees shivered when a gust of wind blew through. Just want to bring up that wind again. Mm -hmm. So should we let him go? Says Ken. She had a gruff voice and very angry. I don't know. Would you actually do it, Ken? Would you bash his head in yourself? The tent with all of them fell silent. Mm -hmm. If it means that they can't take us again, yes, I would kill him. I won't go back, Ton. 
So we get another name here, mm-hmm. Ken and Ton. This is this dude has been something that you've you brought up from from the very beginning. How important names are, and Sanderson is telling us that these people are not just slaves. They're not even just worse than slaves. Yeah, they are bro. people. They have names. Right. Yeah, it's cool. They had simple, dark-eyed Alethi names. Kaladin mm-hmm. didn't worry for his safety. He could at any moment summon Syl and take care of things. Yeah. She flitted nearby on gusts of wind. Um, I kind of like that, that he's not worrying about his safety. No. This, this whole time he's just sitting there. It's, it's just such an interesting perspective, I think, to have, to be so powerful, competent, and just like playing in the moment, you mm-hmm. know, pretending. I, I we, we we've seen this kind of behavior before in comic books, you know, right. like with Spider-Man or you know something, where they're just playing along, right? Right? Or like Walk, um, Walker, Texas Ranger, he does that too. Walker, the Texas Ranger, exactly. yeah, he just Great you know example. he walks into a room and he's just like, I don't even need my Stormlight, I could just Walker, the Texas Ranger. Oh yeah, you know, you know, back on the Fall Guy, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you're right though because he says that last chapter too he says i don't even need stormlight or a shard spear to to beat all of these guys i could just right. fight them with a regular stick and i would probably be able to beat them all because none of them mm. look like a, like warriors so he really isn't right. worried at all gathering up their meager belongings an axe or two some water skins and the nearly sorry Nearly ruined bags of grain. I like how it gets mentioned, then it gets brought up again. Like later when he's like, guys, the grain. you need to yeah. do this with your food or you're going to lose it all. Right. Yeah. I really like that. Mm-hmm. The group moved at night. Great. Uh, that's a probably good strategy. Mm-hmm. The tall male who had been playing cards the night before approached Kaladin. He untied the ropes, binding Kaladin to the tree but left the bonds on Kaladin's hands. You could capture the card, Kaladin noted. The parchment stiffened. The card game, Kaladin says. The squire can capture if supported by an allied card, so you were right. The parchment grunted, yanking on the rope to tow Kaladin to his feet. Parchment broke down the last of the improvised tarp tents, Kaladin had gotten a look at what was inside mm-hmm. his children. Right. I want to I want to dwell I just want to dwell here on something that yeah. Kaladin says. We mm-hmm. uh, one of my highlights last chapter with Kaladin when it was the chapter of Squires Can't Capture was that right. the only other time we've ever heard Squires in this book was when referring to Bridge Four, now that they've become, they've kind of leveled up themselves and become these squires, right? To the Night Radiant, mm-hmm. which is Kaladin. Mm-hmm. And the thing I said was like, you know, you squires can't capture without the card being an there, allied, right? Right. And um, and I was like, you know, and then the, the the debate between the players was, well, are we playing this game properly? And Kaladin is saying, kind of in reference to maybe what I was saying before, which was, you know, the the squire can capture. But if supported mm-hmm. by an allied card, so right. it's kind of supporting what we said, which is that, you know, the, 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 these guys, they can do stuff if supported by another, which is Kaladin right. being the one that support them. So anyways, I just wanted to get back to it. I like that Cal's the one who brought it up. 
Me too. And and initially, what I love about this is initially this tall Parshman, he just grunts about it, like he you know pulls Kaladin up to his yeah. feet. But then later on, he asks him about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's more, specific? like he brings it because it, because it's gnawing at his brain. He's like he's like really really oh, that's <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, children were inside the tent, a dozen of them, toddler to teenagers. The females wore their hair loose, and the males wore theirs tied or braided. He had heard them laughing, and at first, when he heard this, he he was worried that they were captured human children. Right. Turned out to be not so. Each of the children bore the distinctive look of their elders. Armored portions on the sides of their heads and forearms, but their carapace was a light orange pink. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm, me too. It's neat. It's probably a really, really cool fan art that we're going to see for this one. Oh, I hope so. Start I, th- I um, I think it's neat. I like the colors for the for the kids too. Mm-hmm. It's a little, uh, yeah, it's cute. nice. I like it. Parshman did breed, though people often spoke of them being bred like animals. Right. And well, that wasn't far from the truth, was it? Everyone knew it. Mm-hmm. Huh. Now those are Kaladin's thoughts, and then the next sentence. What would Shen or Relaine think if Kaladin had said those words out loud? Right. That is his own prejudices against right. the parchment Coming to the surface. Yeah, yeah. that's he. I mean, he was that's raised right. in it, right? He can't help it. Right. Well, eventually you must take responsibility. And, but, I, and I think but that I, I, I think I he does in this chapter, right? When he decides yeah. to help them. Absolutely. He could fuck right off. Like Cal could leave anytime he wants. <laughs> right he, he could you're right sorry i was just thinking of i could go at any time right i thought I you were gonna sorry. say something like i was saying that cal could just fuck right off <laughs> <laughs> like i was insulting him kind of thing no 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 <laughs> no cal can just go he can you go know fuck right off that guy seriously right they crossed through a field in the darkness oh i like this imagery too mm-hmm I like the kids, the orange and uh, the light orange pink, the the cover of darkness trying to move, tearing down their meager belongings. I really got into this, imagining this. Kaladin had a distinct impression of familiarity. Had he been here before and done this before, which I love it, that little bit there comes up again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it comes up a little bit later. He finally realizes a little bit later why it's so familiar to him. Right. What about the king, the captor says? Elokar? Oh, oh, no, oh, right, the cards. He, that, this the is all in his is, head. He doesn't say Elokar yeah, out loud. Yeah, but yeah, he's, yeah I know. He, yeah, he's he thinking thinks, the king? Elokar? Yeah, like, why are you making reference to that? Oh, right, the card game. Right. The king is one of the most powerful cards you can place, Kaladin says. He can capture any other card except another king and can't be captured himself unless touched by three enemy cards of knight or better. And he is immune to the soul caster, I think. When I watched men play, they used this card rarely. If it is so powerful, why delay using it? Mm-hmm. Is now that's the parchment asking? Yeah, asking Kaladin. If your king gets captured, you lose. So you only play him if you if you're desperate, or if you are certain you can defend him. Half the times I've played, I left him in my barrack, all game. Right. What do you make of this with regards to the champion? The challenge that, that, that may be coming. 
Um, what do you make of this you in terms of well, the king. high king? You keep him safe you unless you can defend play, him. You don't play Dalinar. Well, like, I, I, I definitely thought, think that there is a metaphor here. Um, yeah. It says like, um, uh, king is the most powerful. He can capture any other card except another king. And another that's what king. Dalinar is currently doing, trying to capture, in quotation marks, um, these other leaders of these other countries to bring to his side but a king can't capture another king unless uh unless touched by three enemy cards um uh enemy cards of knights or better so i don't know there's there's something there that dalinar is also struggling with capturing other kings but i do like what yeah, you're getting I mean, at here where he he's not really well he may be trying to capture them but he's, well, he's, he's not trying to, capture, trying to he's trying to capture trying to their loyalty them. i guess <laughs> yeah not maybe yeah, physically exactly. but like yeah but i do like what you're getting at which is that you don't you don't play the card because he's so important so if you're thinking about it in terms of playing him against odium in a game which is this potential duel or the versus the champion maybe you're right maybe right. you don't play dalinar this is maybe a foreshadowing it might, it might be unwise whatever. it could be foreshadowing yeah um i'm thinking that um with regards to dalinar here um it says that you don't play him unless you're desperate right so out of desperation maybe that will happen right um, or unless you, you, you're sure you can protect him. Unless you're sure you can protect him. Yeah. And who does all the protecting? Kaladin. Kaladin does. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just, there's a lot that you it's could really read great. into it for sure. I know. I don't know, I know if you're supposed to read into this part, but, but I do like the to. fact that you to. wanted to. It's great. Absolutely. Yeah. The parchman grunted and then looked to the girl at his side who tugged on his arm and mm-hmm. pointed a whispered response, and she ran on tiptoes toward a flowering rock bud. The girl, however, knew to squat at the side and wait, hands poised until the flowers of the rock bud reopened, and then she snatched one, and she was giggling. Joy Spren followed her. Blue leaves. Ken, walking with a cudgel in her hands, urged Kaladin's captor to keep moving, and she watched the area with the nervousness of a scout on a dangerous mission. Again, I, I little, I just for me it, with the whole scouting thing, looking around, like looking behind you. It just, I loved imagining this whole thing, mm-hmm. and the little girl, his captor's daughter, mm-hmm. uh, waiting for the bloom to come up. I thought was kind of neat. That's it, Kaladin thought, remembering why he, why this felt familiar to him, and then he remembers sneaking away from Tassinar. Mm-hmm. Which we didn't get in the books. This is something that happened before because he was already in the ownership of Tavlakov on his way to the when Shattered we, Plains when we, when, we, when we met him as a slave, right? As a slave. And there's right. a huge chunk of time between him um, uh, being betrayed by Amaram and that slave run with becoming, Tavlakov. Yeah. And this is Tavlakov, one of the things yeah. that happened. It had happened after he'd been condemned by Amaram, but before he'd been sent to the Shattered Plains, his repeated failures, the system, the systematic butchering of his last hints of idealism. I really want to th- talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. His repeated failures and the systematic butchering of his last hints of idealism. This is where he lost himself. Yeah. When your sense of idealism is threatened and is being eroded 
you know, piece by piece, Mm -hmm. part by part, like what's left, you become apathetic, Mm -hmm. nihilistic, um, frustrated. He says it right here in the next little bit. He says, well, he'd learned that dwelling on such things took him to dark places. And like repeated failures over and over again, right? Like, over and over. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the, what's the name of this chapter? Um, Trapped in now? Shadows. Trapped in Shadows. I really like this title a lot because mm-hmm. I find that you're trapped by the shadows of your past. Right. Um, you may be trapped by the nine shadows that cometh from this oh, one champion. From the champion, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really liked it. Um, He'd failed so many people these last few months. Nalma had been one of those. Right. So we get a, we get a name. He could remember the touch of her hand in his, a rough and calloused hand. And there we go with the calluses again. <laughs> so just one person, I guess, who he was, who was also a slave that he, that one of, and during one of these attempts, he got right. her killed, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Kaladin whispers, you're not monsters. You're not soldiers. You're not even the seeds of the void. You're just runaway slaves. Mm-hmm. He says this to his captor. His captor spun, yanking on Kaladin's rope. Do you want me to kill you? The parchment asked, pulling Kaladin's face close to his own. You insist on reminding me how your kind see us. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you just called, you just called us runaway slaves. Right. Kaladin grunts, look at my forehead, Parshman. And is the response, Mm. slave brands. What? And then Kaladin thinks, oh, storms. Parshman weren't branded. And they didn't mix with other slaves. Parshman were actually too valuable for that. And so Kaladin tries to explain, Mm -hmm. explain why he has this brand. He says, when they make a human into a slave, they brand him. I've been here, right where you are. And you think that makes you understand? Of course it does. I'm one, and he gets cut off here. This next chunk spent... here, this next chunk is mm-hmm. my, one of my favorites in this book. Yeah, for sure. It's, it. what I love most, which I think is my highlight here, mm-hmm. is coming up from Kaladin mm-hmm. because of this speech. I love, I love the speech that the Parchman gives. It's so great. I have spent my entire life living in a fog, the Parshman yells, every day knowing I should say something or do something to stop this, every night clutching my daughter, wondering why the world seems to move around us in the light while we are trapped in shadows. Mm -hmm. There we get her title. Mm -hmm. They sold her mother, sold her, because she had birthed a healthy child, which made her good breeding stock. Do you? Understand that, human? Do you understand watching your family be torn apart and knowing you should object, knowing deep in your soul that something is profoundly wrong? Can you know that feeling of being unable to say a single storming word to stop it? The parchment pulled him even closer and said, They may have taken your freedom, but they took our minds. Yeah. It's so good, man. It's so, it's so gripping and so sad. It's, yeah. It's so sad. Mm-hmm. This, this is a little lesson about, um, 
how we need to listen mm-hmm. to others. For sure. When they're telling us their troubles and their concerns, the things that they're going through, we're the good. So the good nature inside of Kaladin wants to relate mm-hmm. to what his captor has gone through. Right. So Captain is coming, sorry. So yeah, Captain Kaladin is is coming from, he's coming from a good place by saying, I understand what you're going through, but that's not what this, what his captor would like to hear. Mm -hmm. He doesn't need to hear from this human that you know what I've been through. He needs to try to communicate what he has been through. Right. He really needs you to listen. Mm-hmm. Because as much as Kaladin is trying to understand, there is no way for Kaladin to really no. truly grasp right. what they've been through. Right. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's the lesson. Um, and while this is happening, and this is where my little, you know, my concern, little my my bells of concerns, my right. my Carbranthian bells of concern, mm-hmm. are uh, going up. Z- Sill zips past. And when Kaladin tried to catch her attention, she just laughed and flew higher on a, on a burst of wind. Mm-hmm. I almost would have been like, that's kind of odd. It is like, odd, like, but we get a like reason you- for it, right? It's not like it's unexplained. She is acting this way because she's trying to blend in with the other and pretend to be a windspring. She oh, doesn't want the right. void spren or this yellow She's, orangey ribbon well, spren to take notice of her. She wants to okay. just be around and pretend like she's being a wind Wants spren. to be a wind spren. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that okay, that satiates my concern a little bit because there there's this major drop here about the concern of the parchment and mm-hmm. you know, everything about them, and then here she is, ha ha, laughing and going around. <laughs> and then in a while, in a while she's about to say, Do you, would you like me to be a sword so you can kill them? Right. Would you know, so it kind of tied in with that, but you're right. Her trying to, you know, be deceptive. Mm-hmm. She is. Yeah. She's definitely and that trying to. reminded me. Go so ahead. that reminded me of Shallan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is when she's like, I want to be a windspring here, but it's like, okay, well, it's all well and good that you have good intentions. Right. But, but what remains is that you are willing to be deceptive. Right. That's, that's telling. I got it. I got it. When, when people. I got an image in my head of Syl trying to be mm. deceptive, but she's dressed like Vale with like the hat and the trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's like, I'm just a regular windspring, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a regular, just hanging out with I'm my, just a regular with my wide brimmed hat. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my big brown leather boots. Um, or, or was it white boots that uh, Vale has? Uh, Is it the white? Remember she wore... She has a specific outfit the yeah, first time. Yeah, it's a very specific outfit, yeah. It's a white coat, mm. I think. White coat, white hat. White coat, maybe, yeah. okay. Still zips past, laughing, higher burst of wind. Okay, he, he did understand a little. His, his captors suffered quiet uh, chastisements when they caught up the column, which is, I like, I like that too, that they're calling the herd of them, they're traveling the column. Mm-hmm. I just love that. I love that for some reason. Even just the word column you know, being used as a, as a support. Mm -hmm. So it's just, uh, and also the physicality of it too. He did understand a little, you were never free while you ran. Very true. Mm -hmm. You might be free, but you're not free. No. You felt as if the open sky and the endless fields before you were a torment, 
because you could feel the pursuit following you. And each morning you awoke expecting to find yourself surrounded until one day you were right. Right. But Parshman? He'd accepted Shen into Bridge 4, yes, but accepting that a sole Parshman could be a Bridgeman was starkly different from accepting the entire people as, well, human. Right. Yet again, falling back on this, like this prejudice that he has, this thing Mm -hmm. that he thinks he knows about these people. And Mm -hmm. for us as well, we think we knew these, these people. And then we think right. we were told something like something else was told to us about these people, that they are the sleeping monster. And yeah. now we're discovering that both things we thought we knew about Parshman are wrong. Goosebumps. Mm-hmm. You got to say it's it out just, loud. I'm you can't so, just show me your arm. I'm people people okay. are this is people. an audio <laughs> medium Aren't here. we putting this on YouTube? Can't they know? <laughs> no. Uh, no, I just, yeah, it's goosebumps for me. The, the, the Parshman... The complexity of the parchment, I think, was an absolutely integral uh, component for this story. And I'm so relieved that Mr. Sanderson, I should have had faith, um, which I, I think I did. You did. I did. I did have the faith. You fought, I, you, I you fought for this until it became true. I did. I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you wrote letters. It's like, petitions. It's like the, I wrote <laughs> petitions. Yeah. <laughs> um. And, and, and he uh, was listening, um, which is great. Um, the entire people uh, as seeing them as human. Yeah. As the column stopped to distribute water skins to the children, Kaladin felt at his forehead, tracing the scarred shape of his brand. And he remembers what his captor said to him when he Mm -hmm. was explaining, they took our minds. Right. They tried to take his too. They'd beaten him to the stones, stolen everything that he loved, and murdered his brother. They had left him unable to think straight. Life had become a blur until one day he'd found himself standing over a ledge, watching raindrops die, and struggling to summon the motivation to end his life. This is that scene, that amazing scene in Way of Kings, when he's Mm -hmm. standing at the honor chasm. And what mm-hmm. snaps him out of it is when Syl shows up with that uh, bane leaf, the black bane leaf, to say, here, mm-hmm. I found one for you. You know, you, right. And it's just amazing. Like, what an amazing scene. So I love that a scene like that can still permeate through the books and still have meaning. Like, it's so great. Syl, Kaladin hissed, I need to talk to you. This isn't the time for, hush, she giggles and zips before him. Kaladin frowns. She was acting so carefree, too carefree, like she'd been back before they'd forged their bond. No, he thinks, it couldn't be. Sill, is something wrong with the bond? Please, I didn't... I like how concerned Kaladin is here. Mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. I really like that. Yeah. He's like, is anything, like, what, like, what have I done? You no, know, he has, there's precedent are, here, right? But, but you know what? It's also, it also speaks to a little bit of like, are we good? Like, honey? Yeah. Are you still like, mad at me, babe? Are you still mad? It, like, I don't know, a little bit. Like, I, 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 it's, it's, it's the whole, I struggle with this thing with Kaladin and her, just as I struggle with, like, you know, Peter Pan and Tinkerbell. Right. 
is like I, I kind of want there to be something, but it's also it it's, it's very it's strange. inappropriate yeah. somehow. Yeah, it's, it's odd. I'm, I'm it's right odd. with you, bro. I'm right. You know with what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's. I'm okay <laughs> if Kaladin sweet. never finds love because he's got Syl. That's his number one girl right there. I love it so much. It's so great. Yeah. And that's it. That's I suppose that's the journey with Peter. Like you're not going to grow up. You might, you're not going to find love, but you have Tinkerbell. You always you. have Tink. Yeah. Um, hmm. Motivation to end his life. Yeah, the precipice. I need to talk to you. You're flitting around too much. Is something wrong? No, it's not that. She says. I think, I think the parchment might be able to see me. Well, some of them at least. And that other spren is still here too. A higher spren like me. So not where. Not a basic like anger spren or wind spren. Right. This is a spren that could potentially, if it's like her, that has the ability to grant could something. Could be bonded. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh man, wouldn't that be amazing if we get to see, hang on. What's to say that this higher spren isn't already bonded to one of the parchment here? Very, very good point. Well, that is amazing. And I've wanted that. I want, that's why I want Esh and I in the band. Amazing. It's amazing. I want Esh and I in the band, but if we get someone else, if we get, uh, who have we got here? We've got Ton and Ken and Ken. And Ken's captor. a little emotional. And the captor. We don't know his name yet. The captor seems a little more measured. Although the captor probably is Ton, right? Captor could be Ton. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I hope that's so because that's going to be huge. We need to have the we need to have the Parshendi in the band. We do. Yeah, his name is Relane. 100. Oh yeah, we already have it. Yeah, we have Relane. Well, we need more. Okay. <laughs> okay. We need we need more. We need more. Um, it couldn't be a higher spren like me. Um, where Kaladin asks. Well, she's invisible to you. Sill says, becoming a group of leaves and blowing around him. I don't think I've fooled her into thinking I'm just... Sorry, she says, I think I've fooled her into thinking I'm just a windspren. So Hold again, that on. deception thing. Hold on here. Mm -hmm. Mine says, where, Kaladin asked, twisting. He's invisible to you, Sill said. I think I've fooled him into thinking I'm just a windspren. Sil said becoming a group of leaves. She's invisible to you. I have she. I have he. Oh. Well. A slight change here. We haven't had this happen well in a while now. between our books. Remember we this happened before in the last previous books. Now it's the first time that we've noticed a change. So Sanderson like has decided this. to take this character from yeah. a female spren to a or male spren to a female spren. Male spren to female spren. I like this. Mm. Okay, cool. This is good. Um Storms, is that spren how they know where to go? I also like this thought from Kaladin too. Mm -hmm. Like, is is that yellow ribbon of light guiding them? Right. We get a little bit of confirmation later, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The column started up again. Sill landed uh, on Kaladin's shoulder, becoming the image of a young woman in her whimsical skirt. She says, he's gone ahead for a little bit. Oh, see, in my text, it says... He's gone ahead for a little bit. She landed and on his shoulder, becoming an image of a young... He's gone ahead for a little bit. Oh, mine says he as well. Mm-hmm. Mine says he's gone ahead for a little bit. She said, and the parchment aren't looking. Hmm. 
Now he's gone ahead. To, does that mean the captor or? It could mean the captor. It could. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That's that's very tricksy. That that might not be purposeful change. It could be mm-hmm. um, typo in the printing as well, right? Oh man, a typo. Oh, that might make our editions more valuable. <laughs> typo type. <laughs> typo type. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if anybody was it's wondering, the that's typo the typo portion in, of, the, of the show. <laughs> it's the info dump. We have repurposed. It's the typo dump. <laughs> oh boy okay well we have a typo dump for you here guys the spren the spren is guiding them still this spren must be from him Mm -hmm. she whispers wrapping her arms around herself and growing very small shrinking to about two-thirds of her normal size and she says void spren right there's more kaladin said these parchment how do they know how to talk and how to act Yes, they've spent their lives around society, but to be this, well, to be this normal after such a long time, half asleep? Syl's about to go into something here, but let's just pause there on Void Spren. Yeah. Again, a label. Mm-hmm. Um, the use of the word void, as I've mentioned to you, is charged. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's a loaded word. Mm-hmm. So Syl's using it with ease and and maybe She's confidence pretty comfortable in in labeling this spren a void spren from him and him being and him is not capitalized no he, but it is in italics so yeah. it's from him like almost well, saying like you know who from him and cal might not know the name of him but we know Voldem- voldemort Vault, it's from Voldemort. Yes, it's <laughs> Odium. We are officially getting a crossover here, guys. Yeah. Oathbringer is definitely he who has too much anger. <laughs> his, his... He who has too much anger. Yeah. Um. I, I. I don't know. I just. Again, th- these these little things, the the labels, the use of these things. Mm-hmm. I get I get a little uncomfortable. She was giggling. Yes, she's saying I'm I'm being deceptive. I'm a windsprint, yep. but she's giggling at a at a at a. A, a crucial moment between the captor and um, Kaladin. She wants to be the sword and volunteers herself readily for Kaladin to take care of this situation with these parchment. Mm-hmm. I don't get a lot from her right now that is very um, charitable with regards to the parchment or the parshendi. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not getting a sense of that from Syl. No. I now, don't think now that she you might... should hold it against her because no. she's still... Okay. Um, becoming a full person. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, and I think we, she's doing we, a good we, job. We've talked to, about like, her. Yeah. Her progression in like this evolution that she's going through, right? The longer she's yeah, bonded yeah. with Cal. So it's just, um, she could be right. And that would be the surprise to me. Right. If this spren turns out to be somewhat benevolent and bonded to a parchment, I'm, probably not going to be comfortable with labeling it as a void spren just as a first time reader right and so unless of course we redefine our terms mm-hmm. and we have a different perspective on what void bringers and void spren are right right yeah no you're right the, uh, right now you don't have enough information to make a call either way 
The Everstorm still says, power has filled the holes in their souls, bridging the gaps. They didn't just wake Kaladin. They've been healed. Connection refounded. Identity restored. There's more. Sorry, they've been healed. Connection refounded. Identity restored. There's more to this than we ever realized. Somehow, when you, when you conquered them, you stole their ability to change forms. Mm-hmm. You literally ripped off a piece of their souls and locked it away. She turned sharply. She's coming back. I'll stay nearby in case you need a blade. So he's coming back. So, so that means that when he, they she's said earlier, back in my, yeah. he's gone ahead for a little bit, is the captor. So the Spren is still being referred to in your book as a she and in my book as a he. And he's gone ahead for a little bit. That might be the reason they changed it. Well, it says here, she's coming back in my book. She, she's coming back. Just now? Wait. Yes. At the end of that pa- paragraph, it says, she's coming back. I'll stay nearby in case you need a blade. Right. What the fudge? Okay. Yes, that's what it says. Okay. She's coming back. I will stay nearby in case you need a blade. So what I think is she's coming back is, I think it's the... The spren. I think it's the spren. Right. Okay. She's okay. coming back because it, the captor is a, ma- is a, is a male, as mm-hmm. far as I know from the... It's, I think I might still be right. I think the reason why the change happened here is because mm. he's, is being used to describe two different actions by two different entities. One, the captor and one, the, um, the spren. And so I think that there's a little bit of difference here. Like the reason why they might've changed the, uh, the spren to a, uh, a female spren was to distinguish mm. between the use of he's and she's in this, in this chapter. I think, anyways, I'm sure that there's a word of Brian about, a word of Brandon about it. Okay. Um, She left zipping straight into the air as a ribbon of light. His captor says, you're being smart in, sorry, no, Kaladin says, you're being smart in some ways. It's good to travel at night, but you're following the riverbed over there. I know it makes for more trees and more secure camping, but... This is literally the first place that someone would look for you near a water source, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the big group is an issue too, Kaladin adds. You should break into smaller groups and meet up each morning. So if you get spotted, you'll seem less threatening. You can say you were sent somewhere by a light eyes and travelers might let you go. But if they run across all 70 of you together, there's no chance of that. Mm-hmm. This is all assuming, of course, you don't want to fight, which you don't. If you fight, they'll call out the High Lords against you. For now, they've got bigger problems. Right. His captor grunted. I can help you, Kaladin says. I might not understand what you've been through. This is my highlight. Mm -hmm. I might not understand what you've been through, but I do know what it feels like to run. Yeah. I might, because earlier he was trying to you know, really feel for these people and say, I know what you're going, I, I know, I've been I know through what it. You're, but, I've been through it, yeah. But the, he's making a distinction. I haven't been through it, what you're going through, but I have been right. through this tiny little part of what you're going through. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just like the, I like, my highlight is when, is when he says, I might not understand what you've been through. Like he, 
he is able to say that to him mm-hmm. because initially it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know, I know your pain. I know yeah. what you've been through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you think I'd trust you. The parchment finally said, you will want us to be caught. I'm not sure that I do. Kaladin says mm-hmm. truthful. Right. Why had the Everstorm not granted these parchment powers like those on the shattered plains? What are the stories of scripture and lore and the desolations? They eventually stopped for another break. Yeah, so Kaladin's thinking about this, you know, thinking about what he has been told and heard, you know, throughout the ages or Mm -hmm. like with these old stories. How come the Everstorm had not granted parchment powers? Right. What are the stories of scripture and the desolations? They eventually stopped for a break. They tied the rope to a nearby lonely tree. This is Kaladin. Kaladin leans back, lost in thought, until he heard a sound. His captor's daughter approaching, carrying a water skin, and stopped just beyond his reach. She didn't have shoes. She had calluses, scratches, and scrapes. And she timidly set the water skin down. Kaladin says, thank you. It was pure and clear water, which obviously the parchment knew how to settle and scoop their water. I like that little detail. Mm Mm-hmm. Again, it shows that they're sophisticated. Intelligence. They know, yeah. Right. They know how to filter their water. Yeah. Will they really chase us? The girl asks. By Misham's pale green light, he decided this girl was not as timid as he had assumed. She was nervous, but she met his eyes with hers. Mm-hmm. I really like this. Me too. I almost want this girl to like be a part of this and like grow up Join and the band. become something like, yeah, yeah, I just, I don't know, like her, her looking at, cause Kaladin could be the white spine. He could be the equivalent to Dalinar in terms of power or, you know, she's looking at him right in the eyes. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's like staring down a lion or a tiger. It's, yeah. Why can't they just let us go? She asks. Could you go back and tell them? We don't want trouble. We just want to go away. They'll come, Kaladin says. I'm sorry. They have a lot of work to do rebuilding and they'll want the extra hands. You're a resource that they can't simply ignore. But why, she asks. Mm -hmm. What did we do to them? Well, you tried to destroy them. No, we're nice. We've always been nice. I never hit anyone, even when I was mad. (laughs) I I didn't mean you specifically. Your ancestors, the people like you from long ago... There was a war and... How storms? How do you explain slavery to a seven-year-old? He tossed the water skin to her and she scampered back to her father. So here he was trying to explain it, go into yeah, it. Yeah, and he's like, what am I doing? Like, how can well, I, even I explain think what all he re- this? Do you know what I think he realized as he was talking? Mm. Not, just that, not just that it was maybe inappropriate to explain to a, to a child, just that there's no explanation for it. Right. There's no rationale for the slavery. Right. It's true. There isn't, there isn't a way to square that circle. Mm -hmm. Because what we've been told is that in order to be able to stop the void spren, they enslaved them. Or not the void spren. In order to stop the void bringers. Right. Humans enslaved them. They beat them right. and then they enslaved them to be able to make them into a, a resource, obviously, like Cal says. So. They're talking about uh, making camp, says Syl. 
The Voidspren wants them to march on through the day, but I don't think they're going to. They're worried about their grain spoiling. Is that Spren watching me right now? Kaladin asks Sill. No. Then let's cut this rope. He summons Sill as a knife and cuts himself free. That would change his eye color a little bit. Hopefully they didn't notice. Sill puffed back into a Spren. Sword now? The spheres they took from you have all run out, but they'll scatter at seeing a blade. So, now that I'm reading it another time with you, I'm not as concerned as I was. Yeah, she just wants him to get free and get out of here. Yeah. You know what I mean? But my guard, again, it's my guard, it's up way too high. I just, I I don't like people rushing into conclusions about people and the voids bring her in the spren Mm -hmm. and stuff, and I just, I like level heads, and I would like it that our protagonist, our protagonists have it as well, right? A, mm-hmm. a level level headedness, and I want I want Sil to be to be good. <laughs> so Sil puffed back into a spren sword. Now, no, he says. Kaladin instead picked up a larger stone. Um, yeah, it, it, we we mentioned it. It was just her eagerness to become the sword. The sword that was my concern, right? Um, Kaladin carries a rock a few steps, drops it, crushing a rock bud. And soon he was surrounded by angry parchment carrying cudgels. Kaladin ignores them. Picking through the wreckage of the rock bud, he holds up a large section of shell. And he says, the inside of this will still be dry, despite the rainfall. The rock bud needs a barrier between itself and the water outside for some reason though it always seems eager to drink from a storm. Who has my knife? Nobody moved to return it. If you scrape off the inner layer, motioning, I suppose, to this rock bud shell, Mm -hmm. you can get to the dry portion. Now that the rain has stopped, I should be able to get us a fire going. I should be able to get us a fire going. Mm -hmm. Like he's planning on staying. Assuming nobody has lost my tinder bag, we need to boil that grain and then dry it into cakes. Now he says us, and now he says we. Right, I like it too, dude. They won't be tasty, but they'll they'll keep. And if you don't do something soon, your supplies will rot. He stood up and pointed, since we're already here, we should be near enough the river that we can gather more water. It It won't flow much longer with the end of the rains. Rock bud shells don't burn particularly well, so we'll want to harvest some real wood and dry it at the fire during the day. We can keep that one small, then do the cooking tomorrow night, in the dark. The smoke is less likely to reveal us, and we can shield the light in the trees. I just have to figure out how we're going to cook without any pots to boil the water. Mm-hmm. Dude, this a, is amazing. Got a full plan to help them. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, other than him, I think that's my highlight, other than him... Saying that he understands. Saying that, yeah. that, that I understand that I... That I may not know exactly what you've been through. Mm-hmm. Him admitting that is my highlight, I still think. But just this... The this you, is an like, honorable mention for sure. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> using the word us and we, mm-hmm. and just, like, he's he's made a decision here. Yeah. Like... There's no doubt about this anymore with him. Mm -hmm. He's heard enough information, he's gathered enough information, and that's it. Yep. It's awesome. 
The Parshman stared at him. The Ken, sorry, then Ken finally pushed him away from the rock button, and took up the shard that he had been holding. Kaladin spotted his original captor standing near the rock where Kaladin had been sitting. The Parshman held the rope Kaladin had cut, rubbing its sliced through end, sliced through end with his thumb. After a short conference, the Parshman dragged him to the trees that he'd indicated, returned his knife, standing by with every cudgel they had, and demanded that he prove he could build a fire with wet wood. And he did just that. Nice. I like that the captor, when it, obviously it's not Ton because he would be using the name Ton. Right. Is checking out the, such a smooth slice in the, the, the knife. Cause a, a shard blade mm-hmm. does that. Right. And so he's yeah. looking at it going, Hmm, he didn't like, you know, pull his way out or chew his way out or whatever, or rub it on a rock. He sliced his way out and he, we took his knife. So the, this guy, this captor is a little smarter than, uh, uh than uh, yep. we, we think. So there's um there's a part here uh, before we get to the uh, um the highlights I just want to dwell on something that was said earlier when Syl was talking about the Everstorm sure. and how sure um the Everstorm healed them um brought back their connection and their identity was restored this is brought back this there. is a little bit different than what we experienced when workform people became warform people or warform people became stormform people in the storm right. This isn't the same thing here. They didn't, there's no d- description of them getting a spren into their chest and changing form. They're not changing form. They've been healed. The thing that humans took from them, a part of them has been restored, has been healed. Their identities, right? Um, right. We assumed way back when that all the parchment were in a form called dull form. But right. This doesn't sound like a form. This doesn't sound you like mean, a form. You this, mean the state, the state that they're in right now is, is not, not a form. A, well, the state that they're in now might be a form, but the state that they mm. were in before as Parshman may have not been a form. It might have just been a um a, a form that ha- that lost their connection and identity, which is what Sill says is restored to them. They stole their minds. Yeah. yeah so. Um, what another example of what we thought we knew about them is proving to be different. So I just wanted to highlight that a little bit. Um, no, that's cool. Not as my highlight, but just like as a, as a, no, no, that's, that's cool to think about. Because it is something different than that we've been told. So, um, all this stuff Hmm. is really interesting. My highlight for the chapter is a little different from yours. Um, (laughs) I, I love the things that you've pointed out, but just to be a little different, I, I love that Syl is pretending to be a spren, a wind spren on purpose (laughs) to try to like dodge the other spren. Like, I think that there's a little game of cat and mouse going on here and I really, really like it. (laughs) So she's, I don't know. It's kind of like, she's, she's dumbing herself down. Is that what she's doing? Yeah. yeah, She's like. She's like, I'm just a wind sprang. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. It's That's awesome. cute. I like it. Um, so you know what I like? Well, is it a info dump? Yes, please. Info dump. It's info, info dump time. Let's start with after every, the, after the typo, after the typo uh, dump. The typo dump. Um, let's start with uh, <laughs> chapter 16 here. Um, wrapped three times. Sure. We are, um, mm-hmm. 
Um, a guard from Bridge 13, Rial, has that uh, nice um, a confrontation with uh, Dalinar where he's like, you know, you should be using your watch and you shouldn't be walking alone. And, yeah. Um, well, yeah, Rial. Yeah, 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 we got a couple of things from here. He um, he comes from, uh, he has a corn accent, which is near mm-hmm. the Sunmaker Mountains in central Alfkar. So there's some dialect varieties going on here in Alfkar, which is really, really neat. Um, he There's a couple of swordmaster names that get mentioned. Hearth, Rembrinor, yeah. Ivis. Kelleran. Mm. So these these are really cool sounding names. If you're going to play mm-hmm. in, uh, uh, in like an RPG of the Stormlight Archive, maybe you pick one of these characters to play. Oh, I'm Ivis, the Swordmaster. <laughs> sounds really cool. I love the introduction to this new character, General Call's son, Aradin, uh, uh, the, the guy he wrestles with, yeah, which is really, Aradin, really awesome. Yeah. He's the, uh, mm-hmm. the beefcake with a small head. I really like that. And the beefcake. most important name we get in this chapter is Evie, oh, Dalinar's name. Evie. Oh um, my And we discover gosh. that she's from Rira. Yeah. And she has a brother because her brother's plate is the one that goes to get right. to, uh, to Adolin. So yeah, they're, right. yeah, it's really cool. There, there may be another uncle in Adolin and Renarin's future. Like Evie's right. brother could still be alive. He might be dead as well, but he could still be alive, which is really right. cool to think about. So, um, we we've learned a lot about honor blades this chapter they can still be bonded even though they don't have gemstones they uh they can work oath gates and this particular one is Yezrian's blade the king of the heralds and it's the one that grants the powers of the wind runners which we knew from zeth's time with the blade mm. um yeah i uh um there's a couple of things here about the clock device it's got the two uh, the, the, the two sets on it which is really neat one of them is to is for the uh, high storms and one of them's for time and she's also created this pain reel thing so we'll see if that comes into play a little bit later which i i really like that that there's this new it's kind of like a magic technology device. Yeah, it's a new, it's like a Navani and her it's people your, are like um uh, uh, it's your eye watch. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's your eye. It's an it's an eye watch. Yeah, it it's takes care watch. of all your it's like oh your pulse is up a little bit here. Um <laughs> and quickly to go through chapter 17 trapped in shadows, we um uh, meet um Ton, which is this parchment and we find mm. out from Tassinar that uh, Tassinar is one of Kaladin's former owners we have to assume that it's probably the person that owned Kaladin before Tavlakov um mm-hmm. Ken uh, is uh, obviously another one of these uh, p- uh parchment that was that's the female one that was playing cards yeah. and then we mm-hmm. get get the name Nalma which is um this uh, you know woman that he had some kind of uh um ad- you know adventure with trying to escape uh, slavery i actually have a, a quote here that uh buzzkill joe wrote down for us he squeezed his eyes shut remembering one of his escaped attempts when he'd ke- kept his fellow slaves free for an entire week hiding in the wilderness they'd finally been caught by their master's hunters that was when he'd lost nalma and this is from a chapter known a uh, called oh, an yeah. emerald brome in way of kings chapter 55 so it's not the wow. first time we've had this name Nalma. So someone obviously that was important to him during these times that he existed <sighs> off page. Right. So unbelievable. Yeah. It's really That's cool. Amazing. Um, so the, uh, we also get, uh, Misham's pale green light in this light. Yes. Yeah. Which is the light of the third moon. So we have Noman 
is the second moon yep. and Mishim is the third moon. So another little drop of moon here going on. I think that we've talked about this, that in the first book, I think we had the name of a moon. The second book, we had the name of a different moon. Now the third uh, book, we get a third moon name here. So I like these little things that get dropped. So, um, yeah, so that's it for the uh, the the info dump for the episode. Thank you very much to Buzzkill Joe for doing all the uh, all the great work. Um, we uh, really appreciate everything you do, uh, Buzzkill, for for us, and thank you very much. Um, if you want to support the show, you can do so at Patreon.com/slash/HeroesOf. I am going to skip the uh, naming uh, reading of all the names today because we are kind of running a little late. Um, but I just want to remind you that you can uh, support the show at Patreon.com/slash/HeroesOf. If you want to reach out, you can do. So at heroes of Cather at gmail.com. You can do so on Twitter at heroes of one on Instagram at the storm pod, or just make sure you, uh, you know, join up on the, um, red subreddit or the, um, the storm pod subreddit or the Facebook page. Um, so yeah, that's it. We are going to be covering chapter 18 next 18. episode yeah, called double uh-huh. vision. It's one, only one chapter. It's a very large chapter. One so chapter. we are going to just cover the one. So Jack, next time <laughs> we talk in this format, anyways, it will be covering this one chapter. Um, sounds good. Sounds very good. Anyways, uh, thank mm-hmm. you very much for listening, everyone. We love you very much till next time. Take care, everybody. The Storm Pod is brought to you by Heroes Of. Music and theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the Heroes of Acathra.